0: This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com. From the loosest slots in the state to one of the most comfortable poker rooms in South Florida. Enjoy their smoke-free casino at HialeahParkCasino.com.
1: All righty, welcome aboard, baby. It is time to rock and roll from beautiful Hialeah Park, where we give you a lot more than you give us. Unlike Russell Wilson's charities who don't give much. Anyway, welcome aboard. We're at Hylia Park having some fun. Look up. The, did you see that story? His charity gives only 23% of the dollar that you give to charity. <laughs> He got exposed today. That was not good for him, man. That is not good for him, man. Anyway, love the new billboard, by the way. They're boxing returning to Leah Park. Yeah, baby. We'll talk to de Cubas later on in the program. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. Obviously, uh, uh, heat. Heat. We got the NBA trade trading deadline, which just ended now as uh, we got on the air, and officially the Heat did nothing, right? I mean, they don't have anything. It is what it is, and very few people in town uh, have – that's in the media, of course – really have the balls to say what's going on with the Miami Heat. And so, you know – this, that's the burden that's always been left on me pretty much since I've been doing radio in this town for over 30 years, uh, that I'm willing to say the things that most media members don't want to say, can't say, aren't willing to say, are working for the team, or they're too worried about pissing off the Dolphins or the Heat or the Marlins or the Panthers or Inter-Miami or whatever. But I'm not that guy. Never been that guy. Never will be that guy. Not really afraid to actually say uh, what's going on. Right, Alarmo? And so there's a schism. And I'm not saying that there's necessarily a, a, a problem, like a personal issue with the team. But there's a disconnect that's been going on for several years. And Riley and the front office do the best that they can to fight through it but you don't really have a committed owner to winning. I just gotta say it, man. I'm sorry. When you're committed, you're not thinking about no tax. You're not thinking about luxury tax, man. And if you're thinking about luxury tax, then you're Dean Spanos, man. I'm sorry. And that's the problem that goes on because You started the season with two spots that aren't even filled yet on the roster. You're already cheating your coach out of it. See, the worst thing that happened to Mickey Harrison is that they actually breeded a guy like Eric Spolstra through the system and he became a great, great coach. And so he coaches his ass off no matter who you hand him. And he makes it look better than what it really is. And then you take it for granted, and then you limit in what you can do money-wise because every time any writer comes out, well, you know they're worried about the luck, and they must be getting that from somewhere. Somebody in the organization's constantly talking about the luxury tax, and brother, I, I, you know that that shit pisses me off. It just does then that means you really don't want to play in the Billionaire's Club. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm not, Listen, you're not running the country. You're not running a city. You're not running necessarily a normal business where, oh my God, this is my end-all, be-all. I've got to be so fiscally responsible or I'm going to sink. You're not going to sink. You got more money than, you know, please, than you can ever print That you, your kids, your kids, kids, your kids, 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 and, you know, all the several, several generations will have plenty of money thanks to Carnival Cruise Lines and everything else that you do. And you're still making money with the NBA. But in pro sports, you got to be somewhat of a a fan. You got to be somewhat fanatical. And if you're just going to run your organization always that way, then you're really not always ready to compete. And I know, listen, oh, well, oh, it's a lot easier for you to spend somebody else's money. Well, then don't get into sports, dude. Then just stay in Carnival and stay in IBM and stay in Microsoft and stay wherever you want. You know what I mean? Buy a casino. You can run it the same way. Every other business is run that way, not sports. Not sports. Sports. Poor owners get exposed. Cheap owners get exposed. Frugal owners get exposed. And really the problem with Miami is that the Arison family is not truly committed to being fanatical about winning every year. Riley wants to win, but if the front office is telling you, well, we got our limitations. And so then within the limitations, the financial limitations, then they have to take chances. And they have to do things that are not really conducive to really putting together a hell of a team. And the big three was kind of put together with Riley, but it was also the relationships of Wade, LeBron, and Bosh. So it was kind of a a catch-22 there, you know? It wasn't really all about Riley. And so Riley now is put in a really difficult position for several years now. And he knows the owners aren't going to spend more, so you're trying to, you know, convince LeBron, so you draft Shabazz Napier. You know, and you don't have a lot of space, so you go get a Danny Granger and a McBob to try to entice, you know, LeBron. Hey, I got some extra pieces for you. And, you know, that's not really going to entice LeBron. And then your cheapness, okay, Even though Mike Miller was all broken down, you know, I've thought about this now in hindsight. The Mike Miller move was the right move financially that he wasn't really much of a factor. But the problem is you were pissing off LeBron in the process because you were being cheap. And so if you want to keep the superstar, then you can't be cheap. And so even if Mike Miller is not that good, LeBron likes him, well, you keep him around. I mean, you keep UD around every year, don't you? There's a, a discombobulation of the Miami Heat, and that's the reason why. And then you've got Eric Spostra in the bubble, kicking serious ass, getting you to the finals. And if, if it wasn't for the injuries, they might have gotten lucky. They might have gotten 2003 Marlins on them and won it. But that's Eric Spostra. And then last year, he gets you to the Eastern Conference Finals where Jimmy is a shot away from getting you to the finals. Not that they were going to win or anything, But the problem is Eric Spolstra spoils you. Because he gets the best out of scrubs. He gets the best out of great players. He gets the best out of good players. He gets the best out of anything and everything. You give him a Caleb Martin, he makes him something out of nothing. You give him Duncan, he makes him something out of nothing. You give him Gabe Vincent, he makes him something out of nothing. He gets a bum like Whiteside and makes him somewhat serviceable. And that's the problem. You got a great coach that kind of hides all your deficiencies because you're not willing to commit and give him everything he needs. And he's a freaking rock for you, and he's there at every press conference saying, I have enough, I have enough, I have enough, and no, you don't. And that's the problem. And in this town, there aren't enough people that have enough balls – to go and say what's really going on okay because i know stephen ross has not accomplished sports wise a fraction of what mickey has with the three titles but at least i will give stephen ross credit on this there's never ever ever any flinching whatsoever in trying to win whether it works or it doesn't work he doesn't care he signs the check So no coach that has ever coached here, no general manager that's ever managed here could ever say, my owner didn't give me the resources. No, 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 no. You just didn't know how to use them. But the owner gives you every resource possible. He may not know, no, not me. Steven Ross doesn't know shit about football, okay? All right? He doesn't know jack crap about football. I forgot more about football when I was 15 years old than Steven Ross ever knew in his life, and he's 80 years old. Okay, let's put it that way. But I give him credit. As an owner, you just need to sign checks, dude. Get the hell out of the way, sign checks. He hasn't done a good job of getting out of the way at times, but he does sign the checks. And I don't wanna hear my billionaire owner talking about luxury tax. I'm sorry, dude then get in another business. Get out of sports. Sports is about competition. Sports sometimes isn't about logic. And it isn't, you don't necessarily own the team just because you live off of it. And if you do, then you're in the wrong business. Because sports sports owners have to treat their sports teams, their franchises, like toys. Vinny Viola and Doug Sifu do not flinch. Oh, you need Bobrovsky? All right, there we go. We'll sign him to this ridiculous contract. Oh, you wanna trade for Kachuk? Let's go, we'll do it. Yeah. Oh, we're, you wanna build another rink over here? Do, do I see Mickey spending his own money and building a, a rink somewhere, a, a, a practice facility somewhere out of his own money? I don't think so, right? It's usually tax money. In fact, the arena was built on Mickey's money, and then the city pays him back for it over 30 years so he didn't even pay for the arena you know everything can't be hamong, as we say in spanish just can't be easy for you man you know and and it's disgraceful that you go into a season once again with udonis haslam taking up a roster spot and a couple of other spots that you can't use and you're telling your coach basically, oh, you have a lot less players than everybody else because we want to be cheap, because we want to save a couple dollars, okay? And I know it's a couple million, but to them, that's a couple dollars, dude. I'm sorry. You know, don't kid me, man. You ain't gonna lose anything when you do your taxes. Who are we kidding? I think I was born yesterday? So this team is going to have trouble getting to the point we all want them to get. They'll tease you because they got a freaking kick-ass coach. Okay? Look look at Bam. He's grown into a superstar finally. Many of you label, mislabeled him a superstar. I guess you didn't really have the balls to really say what it was. He wasn't a superstar last year. He's never been a superstar. He's gotten good. He's been close to all-star. Yeah, fine. But this year, now that he's scoring, what was it 38 last night? Yep. 14 in the fourth quarter? That's what that, that when, you, when you score offensively in this league, that's when you're a superstar. And that's what he is now. Now he's a superstar. Now he's a franchise player. And thanks to Spo, you know, he's made him what he is. You got him in the 13th pick and he's molded them molded him into a franchise player. But you the the one guy we can't lay any blame on is Spo. He does the best he can with what he has. He has a team right now that cannot shoot threes. He has a team right now that the front office built the team around three stars. Not that Lowry's a star anymore, he's nothing. He's a scrub at this point, really, to be quite honest. He's just a bench player, he's nothing anymore. And his attitude and everything, and uh, you know, that's a disgraceful contract. But this is the shit that happens when you're desperate. When you don't have the, the power from your owner and then you don't have a lot of options anymore because you've been doing all these. You, you, you screwed up so badly with Dwayne Dedman now that you had to give up one of your precious second round picks just to get rid of him. And the talk a year ago was, hey, you might be able to move Duncan for a first rounder from somebody, you know, before he went into the tank. But, but now that he's in the tank, now you've got to give up a first rounder in order to get rid of him. No less than that. And again, this is because you have to settle for these things that you find and unearth and you develop, but they're not developing into stars. They're developing into role players, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you need more than that. If your stars can't shoot, then you're going to need Tyler to be super special every night, and he can't be. Apparently, he doesn't know how to do that yet. Caleb still can't do that. Gabe Vincent can't do that. Duncan's on the bench. So you don't even have enough shooters around these guys. And this is why you're where you're at. And you built a team that doesn't fit in today's NBA. And that's because your owner keeps giving you limitations and he's not willing to take risks and risks that you may lose, but hey, now look what happens. And I already called it, right? I called the Lowry contract before it happened I said it was a terrible deal. It's turned into a terrible deal. I said the Jimmy Butler deal is only good the first couple of years. If you don't get the superstar with him, you gotta let it go because it's gonna be a bad deal on the back end. And this is the fourth year of it. And I have to say I was wrong on the third third, and this year's kind of been mediocre. This is what I expected it to go down to because he hasn't played a lot of games. So this is what's happened. And you gave him an extension. My God because you don't have many options. You don't have superstars that can come here. You don't have picks to go acquire superstars. You don't have an owner that's willing to spend. It's just, it's really a, a different. And then you spoiled us already because you've won three titles, you win a lot. And so now we're in the Shula mold on the back end of Shula's run with the Dolphins where he had, he wasn't doing well in the front office Like the Heat aren't doing well in the front office. Okay? He was missing. Like the Heat have done a lot of missing, a lot of bad contracts over the last 10 years here. Since the big three, okay, they have made a lot of bad decisions. I mean, a shit ton of bad decisions. And yet Eric Spolstra bails your ass out every time. So you've... You know, this, this team right now, you, you know, making the playoffs is awesome. But unfortunately, because we've been so spoiled, I experienced this with Shula. And, and Shula's issue wasn't necessarily limitations. It was just a lot of bad, you know, bad decisions, unfortunately. I don't know how they fix this because they're in a rut right now where they don't have a lot of picks in the future. So they don't have a lot of flexibility. They're going to be stuck with an albatross. Nobody, That's why Jimmy said yesterday Kyle ain't going nowhere. Why? Because he knows nobody wants Kyle at this point because his t- contract doesn't expire until next year. So why are they going to carry that burden this year? It's a really screwed up situation for the Miami Heat right now. You know, you'll, you'll still be good. You'll get in the playoffs, but you're not going to really be an inf- impact. And that's what Riley's all about, is making a, a championship team. And we all know that, so we expect you to try to make a championship team and you're not even, you know. And, and last year what it does is it feeds you false hope because you're really not that good. It's just that Eric is that good. That's really, the, that's really the thing. You know, I feel bad for Spo because you're not really giving your coach everything he needs to succeed. And yet he gives you way more back in return with his, with his effort. And then I feel bad for the front office because they're juggling it and they're trying to do patchwork stuff and they don't really have all the resources because they do, their owner is not fanatical about winning. And that's a shame. So really, if you, if you want to talk about it, if anybody wants to talk about what's really going on with the Heat, of course, and they're not going to, they can't say these kind of things on the flagship station. They just can't, you know, but that's, that's the brutal reality of what's going on with the heat. Love the heat, man, but the commitment is not really there. I don't see Viola Sifu commitment. I don't see Stephen Ross-like commitment. I don't see the Moss Brothers-type commitment. That's fanatical. Okay, the Moss Brothers built a stadium for fun in Fort Lauderdale. They say, yeah, we'll drop $180 million on a stadium just to keep it busy for a couple of years and all that. And you can say, hey, they made a whole bunch of mistakes with all those uh, 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 DPs, and they, but they paid all that money, dude. <laughs> okay, they're willing to pay all that money. So I like that at least. They'll figure it out. I know Moss will figure it out eventually. Been around enough for the guy. I can see it. He's fanatical. I can see it in his eyes. He wants to win. He's not worried about counting pennies, you know, for the, for the, you know, the team, the players, the coaches. Not talking about anything else on the, on the business side. I'm just talking about just the players and the coaches. That guy will spend. Sifu Viola, they're going to spend. Ross, they're going to spend. And they're, not, and they're not worried about that. I don't see them crying cheap. Marlins cry cheap. And it's a shame that Mickey Harrison cries cheap. Because you should not be... It's a bad look, man. What you got, bro?
2: Ira Winderman tweets out, Officially from the heat. No trades today. But with two exceptions and tax room gained from Dwayne Dedman deal, team has room for a pair of quality additions... On the buyout market.
1: Whatever. I, I, I got cheap, the cheap way out. You know, you now you put the front office in a position where they have to go, you know, bargain hunting and they've got to go to the Goodwill store of the NBA. And that's where, so Mickey Harrison has Pat Riley shopping in the Goodwill office. And you've got Eric Spolstra coaching Goodwill and... And he only can do so much. I, 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 I got to tell you, it is a crime what they do to Eric Spoelstra right now. Okay? If you want the truth, if you want to lie to yourself and all that stuff, and, whoa, whoa, we, whoa, we couldn't get Durant. You, you never had a chance at Durant. So I always laugh at this shit. Every time, it's like, look at the state of the team. Why would you have a chance at Durant? You've got no resources.
2: We'd have given up our whole roster and Sioux Falls roster, right?
1: Yeah. With what they got for Durant. Basically, have to give up everybody. They don't have five second rounders, <laughs> which I wouldn't give up for Jay Crowder because your team isn't. See, Milwaukee is in the window. They got to win now. So they adding a, a role player for them is important to their star. So that's cool. So I get it. Smart on their part, even though I don't think Jay Crowder is even worth that much. But whatever, he hasn't played all year, so at least he's fresh. That's for damn sure. You can run his ass into the ground now. You can play him forty minutes a game, but it's a, it's a shame, man. It really is. That that that's the truth about what's going on with the Miami Heat. And by the way, you know we give you uh we give you some pretty good crypto advice here on the show, right? I think we give you some pretty good heat advice on the show, too. (laughs) What did I tell you yesterday? They were favored by six and a half. What did I tell you? With the Miami Heat, they're not good enough to be giving people that much points. Told you to take the Pacers, okay? And once again, lost by five. Those of you that keep, you, you take the Heat as dogs. You sell the Heat as favorites. That's just the way it goes, dude. I mean, I, I, they have won that way, I don't know how many times already lately, but that, that is like the easiest money that there is out there is betting against the Heat when they're, they're heavily favored like that because they have no business even giving bad teams a whole bunch of points. None whatsoever. It's really amazing. So, there you go. Uh, no super chats in, I see Armand Gulek, Brian Walters, uh, Steven Gonzalez, um, dude 67 says, good morning, question mark, question mark. Oh, you must be new to the show. That's what it is. Um, this is normal. You're new, uh, obviously, (laughs) Uh, won some money taking Pacers plus seven versus Heat last night. Thank you, Big O. You should have won against the Magic. And what was the other one? I mean, it's been going on for several weeks now that I I keep telling you when they're heavily favored, I tell you, you got to take the other team. You know? Um, Gary R. B. McD. Uh Omar Lopez, Travis Lavarette. Boy, I can't wait for the NFL draft. I need to see what things are going to look like next season. What a tougher schedule coming our way. I need to see what upgrades the Dolphins are implementing. We shall find out. And we'll get into the offensive line coach, too, uh, on the show. Yeah. Josh uh is in. Uh Jason Myers. Um Says uh, second round picks getting traded like Shiba Inu. (laughs) I like that, Jason. I like that, Daniel Barry. Uh, Let's see. Jermaine says, "Oh my God, I'm done with the Heat." I mean, they're still a good team, dude. They're going to go to the playoffs. I mean, it's that's still a damn good, you know, accomplishment. But if you think they're anything like big, you know, and play and like, no, they're not going to go. They're not going to make any big time noise. You know? Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Red skeleton. It's easier to make TMZ. I don't know what that means. Armando Swaim. John Beck rolled the Dolphins under the bus, saying Dolphins put him in a bad situation. It is uh, John Beck. John Beck doesn't have anything to stand on. None of those guys. They, it, listen, you, you can be Rich Gannon, right? You can bounce around the league and then find your way. You can be Taylor Hineke bouncing around from the XFL and the NFL, and you find your way. You know what I'm saying? You can go Jeff Garcia. You, you get shuffled away to the CFL along with Joe Theismann, and then you come back and Jeff Garcia has success. Joe Theismann ends up winning a Super Bowl. John Beck doesn't have jacked – John Beck wasn't good enough, period. Okay? Maybe he's good enough to coach, which he is, but he wasn't good enough to play. Or, you know what? Maybe John Beck was weak-minded. You know? Yeah, I've seen people in our business that they get fired and they don't try to, they don't try to fight. They don't try to get another job. I don't see them again in, their, in our business they completely disappear. What was it you didn't have any you don't have any value of, of your talent you don't think you're good enough to be hired somewhere else you uh, afraid to fight you afraid to fail? Let me tell you something if you want to succeed in life you better you better be able to learn how to fail because that's part of life is failing you got to get back up John Beck failed and never got back up again so I'm not sure what that story is if that's you know story or whatever uh, of John Beck rolled the dolphins under the bus but John Beck doesn't mean shit to me I watched John Beck and if you think you're good then you fight through it dude you go to the Arena League, you go to the CFL, and then you come back and you do the same thing Cam Wake did. Cam Wake was told in the NFL, in Giants camp, you're not good enough, get out of here. Sent to the CFL, and when he comes back, there's nine teams, including the Dolphins, wanting to sign his services. And where, where where does he do? He comes here, and he ends up having one hell of a career. Maybe not Hall of Fame, but he had one hell of a career, Ring of Honor, I'll tell you that. I'll put Cam Wake in the, in the ring of honor every day of the week and twice on Sundays. And he never gave up. Those are the people I respect. Okay? You got to have some fight. If you think you're good enough, if you think you're good enough, then take on the challenge. Right? I mean, that's how it goes. I, I respect the man or woman that gets fired at a radio station. Probably not their fault more often than not. Some politics, new owner, whatever. But they go and find another job somewhere else in the same market, another city. They want to do what they love. So if John Beck was, if he thought that he was that good, because apparently that's what it is. It's up to you, dude. Anybody else, don't point fingers. You know, oh, woe is me and all that. that, that I have no respect for that. Zero. Okay? Zero. I'm with you. All right, it is uh, time. Let's get out. Let's get out to Radio Row. My man Matt Verderam is out in the Super Bowl for Radio Row. Let's talk a little NFL. Let's step into the huddle. Thanks to our friends at Red Recover.
0: Let's huddle up with fanside national NFL reporter Matt Verderam. The huddle is brought to you by RedRecover.com. RedRecover.com's wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. Go to RedRecover.com to learn more about Red Light with videos, blog posts, and over 40 years of medical research to treat pain, inflammation, and overall well-being. Here's NFL reporter, Matt Verderam.
1: All right, a ride, a ride. There he is, Matt Verderam. How you feeling, my man?
3: Feeling good. It's a hell of a lot warmer here than it is in Chicago.
1: It is, oh, it's it is Arizona. That's right, yeah, that's right. But does it, it is, is it still getting cool in the evenings?
3: Yeah, it was like thirty nine degrees last night. Yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah, it still drops down, still drops yeah. down. But it's beautiful weather.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually a cool little town, bro. I I like that place. Clean, uh, pretty cool place. I I enjoyed it the last time it was there. I went out there.
3: It's been great. I mean, honestly, everything's right next to each other. It's easy. It's easy to get around. Everybody's been nice. Food's great. Um, I have no complaints. This is the first time I've stepped out and saw the sun all day long, so I've been out of Radio Row. But uh, It's been nice. It's been nice to get out, get a little lunch, and uh, say hi. Uh,
1: are you, is Radio Row a dark room like the way Aaron Rodgers would like it?
3: A <laughs> little too light for him. There's still lights on. But, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll tell you, it's it's been good. It really, It's picked up uh, quite a bit in the last couple of days. Uh, you know, Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday have been really uh, seen a lot of action. Monday, and Tuesday, a little quieter. Uh, the last two days, it's been it's been packed. It's been madness.
1: So uh, before I before I get into all that, where do you think Rogers ends up?
3: You know, there's a lot of talk around the league that it's the Jets or it's the Raiders. Right. And I, I think that's probably true. I kind of feel like he's going to go to the Raiders. You know, I mean, I, it's just a gut. Honestly, I, mean, I think it's one of those two teams. I don't think he's going to be back in Green Bay. I think he'll be gone. Um, I just think the Raiders are so like Brady now retiring throws such a, a monkey wrench into their offseason. I think they're going to panic a little bit. They are the Raiders. Um, and I, I, if I had to throw my money down on, on it – I would say the Raiders, but I, I, I but I think those are the two teams. I think those – I'd be surprised if a third team got
4: involved.
1: Well, with Derek Carr now visiting New Orleans, yep. I almost feel like the Jets are going to be on the outside looking in because I think – I'm with you. I think Rodgers is actually going to end up with the Raiders. Um, he's he's more of a West Coast guy anyway, so he's closer to the West Coast. He gets to play with Devontae Adams again. Yep. Uh, and, and he doesn't have to deal with the mess of New York because that's a that's a, that's a media mess that for a guy like yeah. him, that may not be a good situation. And then Derek Carr now, apparently the Saints are all over this right now. And so the Jets might be the team on the outside looking in. They may not end up landing Carr or uh, or uh, uh, Rodgers. They may end up settling for yeah. a Garoppolo.
3: Well, you know, what's interesting too is if, if the Raiders move Carr and they can do it in a trade, they now have more capital than the Jets do to make a move. You know, so they, they can outgun. They're going to, because they already have their own draft picks. Um, and if they get something for Carr and they don't have to cut them, now all of a sudden you're in a position where you have more draft capital to spend on Rodgers than New York. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah, I think, and, and their initial pick is better as well, by the way. So. I, I think for the Raiders, it makes no sense. Plus, if you're the Raiders, let's face it, if you don't get him, you have no shot in that division. You're not competing with any of those big boys. Oh, in the no. In the West. So yeah. I think for the Raiders, you're desperate. He'll sell a ton of tickets. He'll sell a ton of jerseys. And for a guy like Mark Davis, who comparatively to other owners is cash for, that's great. That That's a, that's a huge win on in and of itself.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And, and I was thinking about this. It's kind of crazy that you would trade for Carr before he gets cut, and then you can just outright sign him. But the problem is, the contract he signs—he's signed right now too—is actually f- a, a contract-friendly one for an established franchise quarterback. Actually, it's a little—it's it, like at 40, I believe. Which, if he goes out on the on the market, he might be able to ask for 45 plus.
3: Uh, look, I think you would get 40. I do, and that's what he's on now. Like what? Like to me, here's the other part of it. If you want him, he's not worth a pick or two. Like that way, you don't have to bid against anybody else.
1: You and and, and by the way, him. if I understand correctly, that contract is year to year that you inherit. It is. So you, so it allows you to get out of it, too, quickly, whereas you and I know once he becomes a free agent, he's going to want a bunch of guaranteed money up front, and now you're going to be committed, and now you got to keep him around that if it doesn't work, you're locked in. So there's a lot of positives to actually trading him that I didn't realize now.
3: No, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're all down to Mobile. I was talking to some people in the league about it, and they are like, look, the Raiders could still absolutely trade him. They are like, this idea that he's just going to get cut, like, there are gonna be teams that are gonna say, look, I'd rather just give up a, a mid round pick and right. not have to worry about if I get him or not. Right. You know, and as you mentioned, and you're right, like it's it's year to year. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can you can keep him for the long term. You can go year to year. And,
1: so, and and the crazy thing is, and I and I know people might freak out, forty a year is not crazy anymore for a a, a proven franchise guy. That's what well. you're gonna have to pay. You know, so it's actually not a crazy contract. And you're not giving up a big signing bonus right from the get-go. You could actually grab that year, that first year, and renegotiate it and give them some guarantees up front and make it even easier and break it out over the next couple of years. So you can actually turn that first year into cap space, too.
3: People hear the number and they freak out, but they don't realize the market. All that matters in the NFL is your market. Right. What Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions. He missed five games. He he's hitting forty million a year, right? Like, and if and if Dallas tried to trade him tomorrow, they'd be able to trade him. Like, people don't understand. I think at times, he's a quarterback who's made Pro Bowls. Like, he's going to get forty million a year. He's not he's not forty five years old here. Like, he's going to get paid. It's not a bad contract to inherit. It's really not.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, uh let's uh let's talk a little uh, a little Super Bowl, my man. Um I'm I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm going I'm going with your team. I know everybody else is going against the grain. Uh and I just have a feeling that Chris Jones is going to blow things up as good as that line is. I think he's the one you know, unblockable force. He's just like one of those guys like Aaron Donald and all that, that I don't care what line you have. Chris Jones is going to get the best of you. And I think that they're going to disrupt the passing game of Jalen Hurts and keep him off kilter a little bit. And on the flip side, you tell me. Now, you know, people say you might be taking a homer approach on this, but I think the Kansas City secondary is kind of underrated. And I think that they're up for a challenge like this.
3: Well, I, that was my main feature piece down here. Was I wrote about that youth is serving the Chiefs right now? They got three rookie corners and a rookie safety, and they've played really well down the stretch. So if anybody wants to say it's a homer thing, I picked them to lose to Cincinnati. Okay, I think they're going to win this football game. I just look styles make fights in the NFL, and sometimes you can be the better roster, but it just doesn't match up the other way. I think the Chiefs just match up with Philadelphia a lot better than people realize. The Chiefs have a very good offensive line, especially on the interior. That's right. They they have a game where they run a ton of motion. It makes it hard to hone in on them. Mahomes got sacked the second fewest times of any starting quarterback this year in terms of sack rate. Like Brady was the only one who was better. Mahomes got sacked in three percent of his dropbacks. So they've seen, I mean, look at look at their division, look at the pass rushers in that division. Like it's a good sack match. They played the Niners. They hung 44 in the Niners. Like I, I think the Eagles are a very good football team. I also think it's a it's a tough – I think it's tough. If Philly can't win up front decisively, I don't think they can cover the Chiefs. And conversely, the Chiefs are just going to blitz like crazy against Hurts. It's coming. They're going to run blitz. They're going to go cri- – and they're going to get impressed, man, and they're going to put two safeties deep and say – we're going to bring five, six guys relentlessly. You're going to, over, And they're going to take away that advantage up front and make the Eagles beat them with everybody else. So we'll see. I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles won, but I, I agree with you with the secondary. Like I said, I wrote a lot about them. They're, they've been really good the last couple of months. And when Trent McDuffie's been on the field for the Chiefs, they're barely giving up 200 passing yards a game. They're 12-1 in his start. So... He's been a big key for him.
1: By the way, I was laughing you were comparing Mahomes and Brady on the on then getting rid of the uh, ball. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Brady this year did, really had didn't want anything to do with getting hit this oh, year. No. I mean, it, th- 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 he added a little extra sauce to getting rid of the ball this year because you could tell he just – he wasn't himself, dude. You can tell. You know what I'm saying? As for Mahomes, he's always going to buy time. That's something that – Brady's not going to do so you know it's there's always those risks there and then in in this game the other thing Hurts was not accurate in the NFC Championship game he was and, not and I think KC is going to do a lot of that kind of stuff to try to get him off mark and that's where I'm going to lean to the best pocket passer in the matchup and he and and I think it's going to be and I think it's Mahomes and I think Mahomes You know, even with losing Tyreek, he has done a marvelous job of, you know, getting everybody involved, including, of course, Travis Kelsey.
3: I think it's just, like, look, this game is unto itself, right? So, like, during the playoffs, even in the NFC and AFC Championship games, you have two games to break down, talk about. There's no bye week. You get to Super Bowl week. I've been here all week long. I mean, we're breaking down everything under the sun at this point. And I think sometimes you're just I feel like we're going to wake up on Monday and go, yeah, you know what, the Chiefs won because Mahomes was ridiculous and they're really well coached. Like, that's it. I just think the one thing that has not been talked about nearly enough this week is the coaching. Like, Andy, this is fourth Super Bowl, Andy Reid. Steve Spagnolo has multiple rings on his fingers as a defensive coordinator. I think the biggest mismatch in the game is Spagnolo having two weeks to prepare for an Eagles offense that he's going to say, look, I'm not just going to let you run the ball down our throat. I'm, we're going to force you to throw the ball down the field against a lot of pressure. And if you can make those throws over and over and over and over, you win. But if you make one big mistake, right. if you hold the ball too long on third down and take a sack, if you panic and you throw a pick, game's done. The game's done. Like if, if the Chiefs get one or two extra possessions, good night. So, I think Spagnuolo is going to be incredibly aggressive in this game. I, I think he's a really hard guy to prepare for because he does a lot of different things.
1: Uh, do you know anything about Butch Berry, the offensive line coach the Miami Dolphins hired?
3: I coming over from Denver, or at least was, was formerly of Denver. I mean, that, I remember you know, his time there being one that, um, you know, if you speak to people and not not with the Broncos, but just people out of Denver, uh, you know, they weren't overly impressed with. But I, to me, I think a lot of it comes down to who do you have to work with? You know, I mean – Do you have the right personnel? Miami's got some interesting personnel up front. They have some younger guys. also have a vet in Armstead, right, along with some others. um, I I would be lying if I said I I knew an absolute ton about him. But I think he's a veteran coach, comes in. You know, I like the way that they've built up their their coaching staff. I think Spanjo's an absolute home run. Yes. Um, And and I know we haven't gotten to talk about that because the last time we were on was down in in Mobile, and we didn't know if he was going there or not. Right. But – you know, I th- I think he's going to have a lot more to work with in Miami than he did in, pre- in a previous stop.
1: Yeah, and, and listen, he, he's gotten some ter- i mean, some terrible reviews. Uh, he was here at the University of Miami; yeah. they were bad uh, at that time. They allowed like uh, the third most uh, sacks in in, the, in FBS history that year, uh, yep. so it was it was bad. And you know, I I, I just tell Dolphins. Sometimes people find themselves in different places, and you gotta hope that you know what I mean. But
3: finds the right combination.
1: Right, finds the right combination. I mean, he's got three guys to work with in Armstead, in in um uh what's it called? The, what's the name of this? Uh, Connor Williams, the center, and yeah. then Robert Hunt is a is an upcoming guard, bro. I mean, the kid practically played almost at a pro bowl level this year. He played really well as a as a he's like one of those draft picks that actually has developed for them in a positive direction. So 3 of your 5 positions are pretty much solved. You got to try to solve the left guard and the right tackle uh, overall. Yep. So that that's not like that's not the worst thing in the world for any offensive line coach. That's actually a pretty good place to be in.
3: That's not that bad and if you can fix the left guard, then you can always help with the right tackle. I mean, if you can just get it to where it's passable on the right edge, it, I always think it's interior first. I know, look, the tackles are always going to make the most money. They're the pass protectors, right? But you can help them a hell of a lot easier than you can help guards and centers. Like, if you're not good inside, you're screwed. There's there's very little you can do. You can always chip. You can always help. No, it's not ideal. You'd, you, any coach would tell you. Hey, I no, want no, to we've the spot. seen god. we've
1: seen it, bro. The left guard spot has been, oh my yeah, god, turnstile, turn yes. Yeah, yeah. And
3: you know what? I, I think like like look it, it kinda talking about Super Bowl. I think if you're good in the interior as both of these teams are, you can always help the tackles. Now the Eagles are not gonna have to tell the tackle. I think she's probably helping Wiley. But you can do that. You can do that and you can get away with it. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. If you're if you have a guard or a center who can't block, you got a problem. Yeah. There is not much and it breaks down the whole rest of that side of the line. Guy comes through, now your center's trying to help, now your center's getting beat to the other side. It's it's a domino effect.
1: So uh, how are the parties?
3: Good, good. I was at a party last night. Uh, I had to get up at 6.30 this morning. It was a little bit of a challenge, but uh, had a Gatorade and uh, splashed a lot of water on my face, took a shower, and uh, you know, we made it happen. Man, okay. I'm professional. Okay. I got up.
1: All right. Uh, how's, how's Radio Row this year? How many people? Is it a lot? It's pretty
3: packed, man. It's kind of back to what it was. Really? Um, you, know, Monday too- yeah, you know, Monday and Tuesday, it wasn't. It was quiet. Slow. And it's I always it, like slow. I don't know. You know, I'm like, yeah. maybe we'll see. Yesterday it got pretty busy. Today it's ridiculous. Today people are just everywhere. So um, it was good. And we had on our show uh, we had Deion Sanders, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Josh Jacobs, we had Joe Montana yesterday. Uh, we had Mike Golick stop by. We had uh, Tony Richardson. So it's been good. It's been honestly the last two days. It's been it's been really busy.
1: Did Montana push sketchers? Is that what he was pushing?
3: <laughs> I actually joked about it. No, he was uh, he was working with Advanced Auto Parts. So <laughs> okay, there we go. Man's yeah. branching out. Um, okay. but, you know, And I think he's back today doing Guinness, but I don't think we have a book today.
1: Okay. All right. Follow him on Twitter, at Matt Vertaram. Tell him about Stacking the Box, my brother.
3: Check it out every Tuesday. Uh, it is live at noon Eastern. Of course, Stacking the Box column out every Monday. Uh, I tweeted out a story I wrote in July today, if you want to check it out, Rise of the Black Quarterbacks. It's obviously pertinent with Hertz and Mahomes. Uh, And then I had a couple stories this week, one on the Casey Secondary, which is, I think, really interesting. They talk a lot about each other, and Mahomes weighed in. And then there's also uh, one I put out today about Brett Beach and Harry Rosen. They spent nine years in Philadelphia together. Um, they're friends, but they're not talking this week. So uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, go go, search it out on my Twitter feed.
1: There you go, at Matt Vertaram. Matt, as always, thank you, my brother. Enjoy Phoenix, my friend. Enjoy the game. We'll talk next week.
3: Thanks a lot for go. Thank You, you got
1: go. it, baby, anytime. There you go, Matt Vertaram. We love them. Always great stuff. Redrecover.com. We step out of the huddle, and don't forget Redrecover.com. Go to Redrecover.com. You're dealing with a a, a former injury, surgery, soreness from working out, shoulders, elbow. Maybe you got a little tennis elbow. Does pickleball give you elbow, too? Because a lot of people play pickleball, too. I don't know. Maybe you get some sore knees. You need a wrap for your knees, you need a wrap for your feet, you need a wrap for your ankle, whatever it is. It can help you optimize workouts. It can help you also in dealing with some of the discomfort that you have from those old injuries or an old surgery. And red light therapy is so amazing, okay? They've got the pad for your face for the ladies, for the wrinkles, so you can get rid of the you know the uh, crow's feet as they say, and you can use this here too. So the pad, it's only like five or 10 minutes I believe, it's amazing, red light therapy can help do so many things. If you have a scar that you just had surgery, okay, not an old scar, it's already healed and gone. That's it, the mark is the mark. And But you wanna avoid leaving a mark, right? Well, you can go to redrecover.com. Check out the videos, how athletes talk about it, how p- patients talk about it, how scar victims will show you before and after by using red light therapy, how the scar can disappear. We have um, r- uh, wraps for the dogs, little dogs, bigger dogs, their, their hips, you know, some have some issues. We have one listener that had a Yorkie that had broken legs and they put they inserted some steel rods in there and still was kind of uncomfortable. Since putting on the wraps... Getting the blood flow going in that area, now the dog's a lot happier, moving around a lot better. So now the Yorkie's a little happier, and you know you're going to be happy. If our dogs are happy, we're happy because you know dogs make us happy. Because when I get home, my four dogs make me incredibly happy, man. So take care of your dogs. Take care of your family. Go to redrecover.com. We've got 30% off right now. And before it goes away, take advantage 30%, it'll go back down to 10% soon. So 30% off, go to redrecover.com. You're gonna save yourself a lot of money and you're gonna save yourself from a lot of pain and discomfort.
0: This has been the huddle with NFL reporter Matt Verderam. RedRecover.com helps pros and everyday warriors heal on the go with their medical grade, highly specialized devices designed for each area of the body. Go to RedRecover.com to learn more about Red Light with videos, blog posts, and over 40 years of medical research to treat pain, inflammation, and
1: overall well being. All right, all right, all right, we're back. As always. Oh, there we go. Essential moving experts. Yeah. My man, Sean Williams, you guys moving locally, nationally, statewide. There you go. Call my man, Sean Williams, 386-213-4054. That's 386-213-4054. You're moving your office, moving your home. And by the way, they store your goods for 30 days. So if you're moving from one home to another, but things aren't ready yet, they can actually store them on the house for you. That's part of their service. So why don't you call Sean Williams, Essential Moving Experts. They will help you out ah, anywhere in the country. Ah, and we know we got a lot of you moving to our state in Florida. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Barry knows the side zone blocking scheme, so that's a plus. Barry. I don't know what that means. Barry. Butch Barry. Oh, Butch Barry. Yeah. Look, man. Let's talk a little bit about this, okay? Uh, Dolphins hire Butch Berry. We talked about it yesterday. He's got terrible reviews. Um, they were laughing at him uh, over there in in uh, Denver. Uh, players publicly were were you know going after him. Uh, they celebrated when he was fired right away by the interim coach. Uh, I just uh, I retweeted a, a, a trainer that. Uh, is involved with some of his former players, and they were like, "How does that guy have a job and all that stuff?" So, and, and he and the and the offensive line was a disaster the year he was here with the University of Miami. He wasn't here for a long time. He's bounced around a lot. McDaniel knows him, so we have to, you know, I guess trust McDaniel. And and in the end, look, Butch Berry maybe. I don't know, maybe things didn't work out with him wherever he was the last couple times. And, you know, it it just wasn't his time. And maybe now, you know, the light goes on, he's in the right place, and what we have to do with Butch Berry is, and I I talked about this on Twitter with somebody, we just have to, you know, turn the page, man. And and he gets the clean slate here because he hasn't been a bad coach for the Miami Dolphins. And who knows? Maybe this is part of his growing process where you bounce around a little bit, you can't figure it out, and then eventually, here it goes. I just kind of get the feeling that Frank Smith is still going to be in charge of the line and Butch Berry is the offensive line coach, but he's kind of like the assistant. He's going to what? Hold the bag? Is that what you said? He's
2: going to hold the bag and bark at people.
1: Right. You know, I almost get the feeling that Frank Smith is still going to be the guy, you know, like he probably was last year because Applebaum obviously wasn't good enough. It's it's a screwy situation, but I don't think, look, with all the terrible reviews, I think it'd be unfair by all of us to give up on the man without giving him a chance, okay? We got to be fair because there's a lot of places – where people go, and they don't fit, and they don't fit, and they don't fit, and then they find a place where they fit, and they they do well. And there are some people that maybe this is who he is, unfortunately. This is who he's going to be, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that we cannot measure, man, unfortunately. How many unfortunatelys am I going to say? A lot. I got to give him a chance. So he gets a clean slate here, and we'll see if he can do a good job. And we'll find out. That's all. Hey, look, Mike McDaniel's a new coach. This is part of the process of being a new coach, is figuring out a staff and then filling that staff. See, that's a change on the offensive side. We were worried about him then having to inherit the defense and the special teams last year. That's a challenge for him. And obviously, Danny Crossman was like the coach that you would have to change out of all the guys last year, and he's still here. Now, is he still here? Because they don't think he's, you know, that bad. They just think certain things didn't, you know, end up helping him this year. Like some of his players had to play defense, so it didn't help his special teams. He didn't have a returner. You know, Jason Sanders, is it really his fault that Jason Sanders the last year before this last couple of games was kind of off kilter? I mean, I don't know how much more you can control a kicker's mind to be so maybe they feel he's or maybe he hasn't been able to find a special teams coach that he'd like to hire before he lets this one go. Clearly, he had Fangio already in the wings. That's why season ended. He got rid of Boyer right away. Did Boyer favor, and he already knew what he had. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of responsibility having to replace coaches. And this is the test for Mario Cristobal and Coral Gables and for Mike McDaniel here with the Miami Dolphins. But I'm going to give Butch Berry, you know, the benefit of the doubt now. He has to get that. The only thing I would say is... Well, we had a guy that was doing cocaine here before, you know, practice, but he could coach. (laughs) Uh, Should have kept him off coke and kept him. (laughs) Tommy Scheffler says, Zach Thomas, Hall of Fame tonight. I hope so. God. God. John says, "Why is Mickey Harrison so ch- did you li- just listen to the beginning of the show, John? I mean, you know, I just Yeah, you might be catching up, but man, just listen to the beginning of the show. I I already kind of went into it and explained all angles of it." Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, don't want to hear that flow went through the same growing pains, but uh, you didn't cut him slack. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it's three years in. You know? O'Shea, brother, if you're going to say stuff, don't say stupid shit, bro. Did you watch the offense this year? It scored a ton of points. They couldn't score with flow. What the hell are you talking about, dude? And any questions about offense with flow and offense with Mike McDaniel? Come on, bro. What the hell's wrong with you? See, some of you, I, I get it, bro. O'Shea, you're a butt hurt little bitch because you said that Tua couldn't play, so you still butt hurt now. And Flo's not a guy to be defending because he couldn't beat, he couldn't, he couldn't create a damn offensive staff. Okay, and that comparison is stupid. Okay, just like when you didn't think that Tua could play, stupid. Uh, some of you, you think I don't remember stuff. You think I don't remember who you are and the shit you talked? Yeah. I'll remember you, bro. I'll remember you, O'Shea. And I'll bury your ass. Doug checked Barry's stats. And apparently he's pretty decent. Uh, I don't, it's It's one of those things. We'll find out. We'll find out. That's why... I can tell you the reviews weren't very good, but you got to give him a fresh start. That's it. He might be way better here, or he might not make it here. I don't know. Matt Applebaum got his opportunity, and you moved on from him. That's all. You're not going to hire a perfect staff right off off the bat. You're going to have to tweak little things here and there, and you're going to lose people to other places. So, I mean, it's the only thing we can do. Red, you have to give him a, a fresh start. It's what he deserves. You know, it's unfair to to kill the guy when you haven't even given him a chance. Look, like I said, Frank Smith is to me looks like the guy that's in charge. I like him. He he looks like a good. Co- they got a lot of good coaches on that on the offensive side, and now with Fangio, you know, that's pretty good. O'Shea doesn't know that cuz he's not very smart. But Mike McDaniel in his second year, well, he's got the offense down Pat, and now he got the guy for the defense. He's like completed the offense and the defense, something that Flo couldn't do, but O'Shea's going to try to defend that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll defend we'll defend the guy that couldn't get any offense going every single year he was here. The guy that was crapping on Tua the entire time. The guy that wanted jab- Jabroni Brisket. That's the guy O'Shea wants. <sighs> Quiet, O'Shea. Make sure when you, when you talk, you actually make some sense. Or we'll crush you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Smith was arguably our best coaching acquisition last year. Yeah. Well, Bevel. Also, I think it's super important to have that quarterback coach. Okay? Big time. Super important. So, uh, John Yang, it's about race with O. It's about race with O'Shea. Ah, well, you you know. Some people are like that, unfortunately. They're trapped in their little bubble. And they only see things one way. If that's the case, O'Shea, then I'm sorry. I feel sad for you, my man. I feel sad for you. Anyway, so we got that on Butch Berry. Uh, Last night, by the way, just, I I, I don't know if I, and I mentioned it earlier, but I just want to say that Uh, Bam has just stepped up in a monster, monster way, man. Really proud of that guy. Watching him play last night, and it was a crap. God, that game was hard to watch, dude. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch the Heat. They're not an entertaining bunch.
2: I tuned in at the end, and I wanted to. Not finish watching it.
1: <laughs> right. I watched that whole game. Oh,
2: no, no. I didn't do
1: that. I, I watched that whole game. I had
2: more important stuff to watch. Good AEW for Dynamite you. AEW was on.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys had the wrestling stuff. Did I yeah. win?
2: You won. All
1: right. The guns are the new AEW Tag Team Champions. I
2: didn't like how they did it, but hey, it's all good. And plus, they'll be here April 26th, by the way, too. When? AEW. They're, they're coming to uh, FLA Live Arena. Well, or whatever are... it is going to be called. It just got announced today. So
1: Okay. So let's yeah. uh, get in contact with these yeah. people. Yeah, see if they're doing media. Yeah, bro. Let's, do, let's be part of media there, bro. Let's go. Let's set that up. Damn. Any idea who Fangio targets for defensive assistance? I don't know, Brett. They need a linebacker's coach and a safeties coach, an outside linebacker's coach and a safeties coach. And I don't know if he's going to change any of the other coaches that they may have there, too. Okay? But I, I don't know. I, I'd be lying to you if I told you, oh, I, Fangio's going to get this guy and that guy. I have no idea. But here's the best part. I trust Fangio. I trust Fangio. I trust Mike. I think McDaniel knows offense. I'm not worried about that. The only thing I'm worried with Mike McDaniel is what? What do we talk, what do we talk about, ladies and gentlemen, all the time for Mike McDaniel? What is my one concern for him? Game day, Right. Game day management of his timeouts, of his uh, of the of the clock, uh, of the plays, the players, uh, everything. Okay, challenges, you name it. Game day is the only thing he's got to get his stuff straightened. Everything else, I know he knows. I know he can excel. And Fangio's the same thing. He's proven over and over again. So he knows tons of coaches. He'll get the right assisting. Those things I'm not even worried about. It's just it's like this guy, Butch Berry, crappy reviews, okay? And mixed reviews with the stats. But in the end, none of it matters. McDaniel knows him. He must he must like something about him that fits what they do. And then he spoke with Frank Smith. And Frank and him probably have a plan on how they're going to implement everything, and because obviously those two have to be on the same page. So I got to give Mike McDaniel the benefit of the doubt there, because he knows offense, he knows offensive line, so he he's going to try to keep finding the guy that fits what they do. I'm not worried about that. I'll, I'll just like I said, I'm going to give the guy an opportunity to get it done. Okay. McDaniel, like I told you, the only thing with McDaniel is I better not have this conversation at the end of next year that McDaniel is having problems on game day. That's the only thing that McDaniel needs to correct with me, okay? Because if we have the same these kind of conversations at the end of next year, like I told you for the last couple months here, we got problems, okay? So he, that that's the job I need to see a clean operation on game day next year with mike mcdaniel and then i know he can move on as a head coach okay if it's not then he's not the right guy to be a head coach because then that means he can't get his shit together on game day and that's not good you might know offense but then maybe you're just an offensive coordinator you're not a head coach you know what i'm saying so the the you know, there's a little pressure on McDaniel there, too, because what, what he did on game day, he cost his team several games. As I've said all year long, okay, his rookiness cost them several games as a, as a play caller. That's where he struggles, and he better not struggle next year with that because he hurt his team a lot last year, and that, that can't happen. But you get, you get the break because you're a rookie, and you're a head coach calling plays. That's, that's a lot for a veteran coach, much less a rookie. Let's, let's hope it's better. Big O, you called it. The guns want an AEW, and they're coming to sunrise. There you go. There you go. And Frankie, you didn't listen to a damn word I said, by the way. Frankie, where, where was it before the interview? Um... Yeah, it was before. Oh, by the way, Ian Ballard, James Harrison, told he wasn't good enough, Hall of Famer. Right, exactly. And you don't give up. I'm with you. But Frankie put some crap there. Uh, No, he he put like, uh, what did you expect? Uh, You know, come on, Big O, what trade is out there for the Heat to make to push this season? Question mark. I never talked about that. I never said anything. I'm the guy that has said from the get-go that they have nothing to trade. I'm not surprised the Heat didn't make a trade, Frankie. I'm telling you the reasons why the Heat are in this position. Because the owner is putting undue pressure on their front office, and then the front office, unfortunately, is in a position that they have no room for error because they got to take weird chances and then they throw it all on their exceptional head coach. I never complained about they could have made this trade or that trade. Never said any of that. That wasn't my talk. I've said from, for, many, for many months now, they can't make any trades. They got nothing. That's why I said get rid of Butler. You need to get rid of Butler. Now you're stuck with Butler again. And now you're stuck with them for the next three years and that's just not a good move. So I never said at any point, I saw it right before I got on the air on the air with the interview. And I was like, come on, dude, pay attention. Listen to what I was talking about. Never talked about any, any trade. I knew they couldn't make a trade. They got nothing to trade. Everybody's got way more ammo than them all the time. They have no ammo. They just lost ammo with, just to get rid of Deadman, which is another bad move by the Miami Heat. They've made a lot of bad moves, man. A lot of bad moves since the big three. Ton of bad moves, man. And yet, Spo bails their ass out every single time. Every single time. And by the way, Ian e. Baller, thank you for the love on the super chat. Very nice of you. Um, no, Pat Riley doesn't need to retire, Brett. What needs to happen is Mickey Arison needs to change his ways. You, you can't tell your your team, no, you can't come in with the 13th and 14th and 15th roster spots, and you got to take Udonis Aslam. Oh, dude, I love you, D. He has no business being on the team. He's a coach, not a player and that that's you can't do that man you can't do that and and you certainly got to stop listening to players but the problem is you're limited you don't have a lot of room you don't have a lot of money to trade you don't have a lot so you got to settle for Kyle Lowry you know and some of you are there oh that's the biggest free age on the trade market whatever bro you you want to do that go ahead i hated that that trade from the second it happened god that was a terrible trade it's like they make these moves five years too late. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, Big O, everybody's trashing this O-line coach. We got, we got, uh, we got. Uh, what do you think about this guy, Big O? Well, I, I just talked about him. So you can just rewind and you can, and you can hear it. So uh, what do you got, man? Something happened? Sound happy there.
2: No, you know, the XFL, 10 days we kicking off, they put out their finished rosters today. All right. Paxton Lynch made it on the Orlando uh, Orlando Guardians, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at Reed Sinnott.
1: Oh, I'm, we're Sinnott to win it.
2: On the San Antonio Brahmas. Oh. I'm still going through on some of the other ones to see if any named, like, but the way they did it, they like, some teams did in alphabetical order, some did it numbered order, so you're try, trying to go through and well, hit position, find who the quarter. Hit it doesn't the, the doesn't posi- allow me it doesn't to. No, not number. on this on the sheet. I'm oh. stealing it from here. Okay, Ben Denucci.
1: Ben Denucci, Seattle Was Sea Dragons, the, the Cowboys, right? Ben Denucci, yeah, Denucci,
2: right? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Nico says, "Be a coach like every other staff member on the Heat. Many are former players who played with UD." Right, exactly. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. It just, uh, I get the whole thing with UD and all that, but, you know, and I love UD. Who doesn't love UD, bro? I mean, it's like a, it's criminal as a Heat fan not to love UD, you know? We all love UD, but man, everybody has a time and a place, and his time and his place passed. His time is to become more of a basketball executive or coach. He's a smart guy. He's a hard worker. Well, then let's help translate that in another area where maybe he can help. You know, maybe he can scout. Uh, Maybe he can find players. Maybe he can help, you know, teach. But taking up a roster spot is a cheap way out by the ownership group. I mean, the fact that you started immediately without the 15th player, it's like so ridiculous. And then you're using all these two-way contracts and it's, it's just a cheapness on top of a cheapness on top of a cheapness. It's just really, it's not a good look for, for the Arison family. It's just not. I don't get it. Welton Realm, by the way, if you want a law office that can protect you here in South Florida, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, and even in Monroe County for our friends in the Keys. You're dealing with homeowner property damage, maybe, I don't know, a car went through your uh, wall like us, or fire, water damage, storm damage, condo damage, uh, business owner claims, criminal defense, commercial litigation, personal injury, 954-966-4646. I saw it firsthand. These guys brought progressive insurance to their knees, Okay, It was impressive. They were offering us one-fifth of what we ended up getting because they were offering us a lot less than what it took to actually replace it. That's disgusting. That's unacceptable. And Welton Rayom brought them to their knees, and they do this all the time with a lot of insurance companies. Call them 954-966-4646. Bankruptcy, personal injury, criminal defense, condo damage, homeowner property damage, I'm telling you, call them for a free consultation. Call Dan or Jeff, man. Welt and Realm 954-966-4646, and tell them that Big O sent you. All right. Uh, Gary says, I remember when Jimmy Johnson shocked everybody and cut the veteran linebacker Jack Del Rio before the season for a rookie named Zach Thomas. Yes. Yes, he did. He, he had a uh, meeting in the locker room, and he said uh, two guys have already made this team uh, that week. And he said um, Dan Marino and Larry Izzo. And then he also cut Jack Del Rio that first week. He said, Jack, I found my middle linebacker. I want you to have a chance to go get a job. And he gave it to Zach Thomas. And Zach was like right from the get-go, making calls and just taking over. And I remember that training camp, like like it was yesterday. I remember that training camp, uh, how Zach just took over right from the get-go. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was very cool to watch that. Hope he gets in. I think eventually he'll get in. Eventually, some, you know, they'll come to their senses and and not use his height against him like it's been used his entire life even when he succeeds and like his defense was blamed because that def- that team never went you know uh, forward well of course they never had an offense you know it's it's the sad part jimmy didn't do enough on offense he destroyed the offense is what he did and that's with marino <laughs> and he destroyed the offense it's crazy uh bam's maturation gives me hope moving forward i just hope that the luxury tax doesn't scare the Arisons for too much longer. Well, apparently that's the norm. They're, they're only going to open up their purse strings. Apparently, this is how it goes for them, is if they run into another LeBron or Shaq, that's it. They're not taking any chances. They 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 They're not going to take any chance. They're going to secure their risk. By making sure that if they go over the luxury tax, it's really for a true superstar and a run. That's it. That's the way they're going to look at it. True fan, thank you for the love on the super chat. At their peak, who was better, Zach or JT? It's two different positions. You know what I mean? But if you're going to tell me who the better player is, brother, that's not even up for debate. It's Jason Taylor. Okay? Love Zach. Great linebacker. Frankie Fresco, thank you for a little love on Cash App, a little Bitcoin donation. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Frankie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, uh, we are ready to talk a little football, man. Let's go with our ejdconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report with Alan Poupart.
0: Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big old radio show. Get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos
1: All right, I don't know. Uh, you just wanted to um, do a double shot Thursday or something like that? I don't know, but in Zeta 4, it used to be on Tuesdays, okay? Not Thursdays. Just want you to know.
5: Zeta 4. That's, That's right. a reference right there.
1: That's right, baby. She's only rock and roll. Zeta 4, yeah. K-102 yeah. with the kangaroo. Uh,
5: when was that? That might have been before my time. It doesn't ring a bell.
1: What? No, yeah. You've been here since the early 80s. You saw K-102. Yeah. Yep. Right k you say She? Yes, she's hey, only rock and roll. roll. Uh, and, rock and roll. Yeah, and K-102 was out for a short time, but uh, we had it here in town. Uh, sometimes, uh, look it up there, K-102, South Florida, Rock Station. There's probably, I bet you there's a Wikipedia page uh, about it. I remember the uh, the logo was uh, a blue sticker. I said K-102, and it had a kangaroo on it, if I'm correct.
5: Damn, yeah, I don't remember that
1: one. Yeah, yeah, and I want to say... Okay, you're looking it up. I'm going to guess K102 was 84 to 87, maybe 88. I'm going to go right in that area somewhere. So we'll see. Sean will look it up for us, and we'll see how good or bad my memory is. And, and, and get me the sticker also. The bumper sticker. Oh, they had a bumper sticker. People used to have it on. It was actually a really good station, K102. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a really good station. Uh, I really enjoyed that station. What was that? Yeah, K102. You can't find it? Go to Wikipedia, probably. Oh, there's a Facebook page. Let me see. Oh. All right, K102. Oh, alumni of K102. Yes, my I don't know if you can see that there from there. Nice. Okay, well, it's ac- it's actually on Facebook. Alumni friends of K102. So you can't tell. So it, there was not. There's no Wikipedia page or anything that tells you what years it was. Damn. Okay. Unacceptable. Yeah, it is. It's unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be there anyway. Uh, Butch Berry, let's uh, let's talk a little. Let's get Butch here on the show. Uh, let's talk a little Butch Berry. Kind of a strange, strange reviews. Uh, some there's some decent. Strange is a nice way to put it. Yeah, uh, there's some decent stats out there at times too. So you know what I've told Dolphin fans: Who cares, bro? We got to give the guy a clean slate. McDaniel knows him. So he's got to like something about him because he worked with the damn guy. He must know something about what he wants to do in his system. So what the hell? I mean, he deserves the benefit of the doubt. To, to, we got to be honest with the guy. we gotta give, We got to be fair with the guy and, and give him a clean slate. But so far, the reviews are, are not that good right now.
5: No, and they're coming from folks out of Denver where he didn't make much of an impression. The fact that when they make the change – with two games left in the regular season, they make it a point to fire the special teams coach and the O-line coach. Doesn't necessarily speak very well about it. I saw those same advanced stats that you saw, and I, I, I shake my head at advanced stats where people use it as a crutch to like, I mean, because somebody's inputting those stats and it becomes a judgment, like the win rate on pass blocking, the win rate. Well, the bottom line is they, they, were, they were leading the league in sacks allowed when... Then Butch Barry was fired, and they were 23rd in rushing. So, spare me with the with the win the win block rate and all that. Something right. some, right. Back to the original point.
1: And again, by, and by the way, they suck. And and he sucked at the University of Miami too.
5: Yep, that's that's the word I got as well. Um, and then when he was with with Mike McDaniel in San Francisco, he was the assistant offensive line coach behind Chris Furster, who I know is the butt of a lot of jokes here in <sighs> South Florida. Except, yeah. Except the guy is a very, very good and very, very highly regarded offense. Oh
1: no! no. <laughs> Before you came on, I said, "Hey, we used to have a guy here that, you, that would do cocaine, but but he could coach." So you know, that's that was, that's one of those guys that you want to try to straighten out so you can keep him because he's actually a really good coach. Yeah, oh. I, I
5: would go as far as to say there were a lot of a lot. Most NFL observers and analysts were very high on his ability as a coach. Sorry, that's that's cheap and pun intended. And
1: pun intended. We got you. Yeah, that, that's cheap, and
5: I, I I I hate myself for having gone there, but it was too easy. Um, here's the other factor with Butch Berry. Also, let's not forget that Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator, was an offensive line coach became, before he became offensive coordinator, and it's not like he's not hands-on with the offensive line. Um, so I I think if anybody's expecting basically Mike McDaniel to hire Butch Barry and then go, here you go, here's the offensive line, you take care of them, and we'll worry about the rest. No, not quite like that.
1: Right. I, I kind of get that feeling, too, that that Smith will still be in charge, and it's almost like Barry really is more of an assistant offensive line coach, got, got the title of offensive line coach. And maybe it's one of those, hey, let's bring you in, let's get you you know acclimated to the system, get you going with Frank, and then – Once we're comfortable and you're comfortable, then we can kind of, you know, give you a little bit more and more and more, and it's one of those kind of things. Uh, And let me tell you, this... You know, some some idiot on Twitter goes, Well, they had to settle for him because who would want to work with this offensive line? I'm like, You're an idiot, dude. They got a perennial Pro Bowler in Armstead. Connor Williams is a hell of a center, and Robert Hunt is an up and coming guard. They've only got two questionable positions. And hell, if Brandon Shell comes back, you know at least he can man the right side and do a serviceable job for you. I think any offensive line coach would love to start with that kind of a foundation. And you got two.
5: Two of your other guys are two recent second-round picks who any offensive line coach from the outside might look at and go, Let, give me some time with them. I'm going to turn them into players. Right. So, yeah, no, that, that whole thing is, just, is kind of ridiculous. I, I don't, I'm not buying this, this notion. I saw, again, somewhere, like I think somebody on Facebook, where the Dolphin offensive line was rated 24th. Again, what's the, what's the rating? And no offense to PFF and all those good folks. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. What's the rating? I, I know what my eyes told me for most of the season, and when Teron Armstead was in the game, that was a pretty pretty solid offensive line.
1: Yeah, and it was pretty solid when they were smacking Buffalo seven yards a carry. And you know, if the owner, if the if the coach doesn't want to continue running, well, he's the one that kind of takes the groove out of Stella. You know what I'm saying? So there are times, too, where the the run game was working really well, and the head coach did not help them at times to keep them hot and keep them going. And plus, most of the year, something we could not say in Tua's first two years, Tua was not running for his life at all in the passing game. Correct. He had more than enough time. I don't know, bro. What do you want to go, 90 95% of his drops? He had more than enough time to pass. He wasn't... Like the first two years, which the poor kid was getting mauled right from the second it was snapped.
5: And and here's and the other point too, if if anybody, because I, I I've seen this this take before that they need an offensive line that's going to keep him from getting injured. Well, it's very convenient to forget that on the two plays where he got the concussions, the the, the officially diagnosed concussions, he had tons of time to throw, uh, and he just hung on to the ball. And and in the one, the case against Cincinnati. He had Jalen Waddle wide open for a, for a 40-yard pass early in the play, didn't see it, then hung on to the ball, and eventually tried to make the one-on-one juke on Josh DePau, and that worked. That ended badly. And then the, the, the Green Bay game, he eventually got tackled and after completing a pass to Durham Smythe, and it wasn't because he wasn't, didn't have the time to throw.
1: And it, it was so. 4.81 seconds.
5: There you go, which... I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no offensive line genius, but that's a pretty long time
1: to throw a ball. No, that's ridiculous. That's Ryan Tannehill-like time. You don't know. You don't hold on to the ball like that. That's what I. Right. He's got to learn that he's not that guy also. He's not supposed to hold on to the ball. He has to be some of, like, a, like I said, uh, the, the bust that, that is in Canton for Marino uh, moves as fast as Marino, and, and he's there in, in, in Canton. And that's all he has. To, he has to move the same as a bus. Just make a, a, a decision in the damn pocket in three seconds and get the hell out of the whole damn thing. Now, if there's nobody around every once in a while, there's, you know, there's those obvious moments that you can hang on to it for another second. But more often than not, dude, just get rid of the damn ball. We're
5: scrambling, slide.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You keep thinking you're, you know, you're, you're Russell Wilson or or Fran Tarkenton, whatever generation you grew up with, that's not who you are, bro. You're not, you're not going to be able to do those kind of things. It's just, it's just not it. Um, do you have any idea? They asked me and I have no idea so I'm going to put you in the terrible position. They need an outside linebackers coach. Uh, they need a safeties coach. What do you think about what, where's Fangio looking for this?
5: I, I don't know. I haven't studied his coaching tree to be honest with you. Um, and that's nothing's going to happen there until they, they, they take care of the biggest piece on defense, and that's going to happen after the Super Bowl. So once they, once they make it official that they're hiring Vic Fangio, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there have been conversations, oh, you have any idea what you might want to bring in for those positions? Right. But nothing's right. going to get done, um, you know? And, and, so know, and that, knowing him
1: that he's old school, he'll say, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that after I sign the contract. Then we'll talk about it and all that you know because that looks like that's kind of the the whole process i wonder if they'll hold a press conference for him you think
5: that's not been the pattern in, right. in recent years. so um yeah i don't recall them i don't recall that being the case uh last year when they hired frank smith to be the oc yeah you're right wrong. it's only year, it's only a year, year ago i should remember this but no i don't recall i don't recall a press conference for frank smith and i don't recall press conferences in in 2019 once this uh, flores uh, you know finalizes original staff
1: no you're right you're right I, I don't think so it just would be a a fascinating conversation to have with him but I, he he probably doesn't even want to do anything like that he doesn't look like the the media, the media type. So uh, that, that once a week thing might be a little interesting with him. Cause uh, it doesn't look like he's really the guy that really likes media too much.
5: Yeah. There's a lot of those. And then if we're going to be honest, I, I think more coaches than not, if they had their druthers, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be doing the once weekly if you're a coordinator and the once a month, if you're, you're a position coach, you know, that they're doing.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you and- there.
5: We can't take it personally. No. It's funny because one time Josh Boyer was talking about this was at a time when somebody asked him like if you I don't remember the exact question but basically the premise was like if the thought of maybe he was about to coach one of his final games that come into play and he was talking about he wasn't worried about anything because he's thankful for everything he's got in his life and he mentioned a whole bunch of things and when he left the podium uh, I threw out there Hey you didn't mention the opportunity to interact with the media once a week. <laughs>
1: What was the what was the reaction?
5: He kinda kind of gave it like, like a quick quick little smirk, like yeah. <laughs> I think deep down, like, yeah, yeah, no.
1: All right, so uh, let's talk a little Super Bowl, my man. Um what where where are you leaning to? Uh, Philly's favored by a point and a half in this game.
5: I have a strong lead toward Philly. There they there if it wasn't fact, for Patrick Mahomes, I, I think we'd be looking at a at a clear, clear, decisive win. Uh, Mahomes just give you the idea that anything's possible for the Chiefs, but top to bottom, I think Philly is clearly a better team. And we've talked for a while about their ridiculous combination O-line, D-line, mm-hmm. um, and and D-line. It's even even their front seven. I mean, it's like I mean they got studs all over the place. And I, I had I had this argument with actually a good friend of mine who covers the Eagles about Nick Sirianni and his worthiness as coach of the year. And I'm thinking. I, I'm not offended if I'm an Eagles person about him not being a finalist because look at the talent he had to play with. But then, that being the case, Howie Roseman's got to be executive of the year. I mean, look at the, the moves that they made this offseason with A.J. Brown, Quanchancey uh, Gardner-Johnson, which was a complete steal getting him from the Saints. got dude's a great safety. And signing Hassan Redick uh, in free agency, and I'm going to forget some moves. But, I mean, it's just – he had they made the playoffs last year, and they added like – Four or five key pieces to that team. There's just there's no hole on that roster. I mean, um, I I I have a hard time. Again, but I don't have I
1: don't have I don't mind giving Sirianni coach of the year because one of the things I do like, uh, uh, he's a young guy that has been able to mold this team quickly, and he has. They kind of take on his attitude, you know, and I kind of like that he has a little swag. To his, to his you know, dude, you know what I'm saying? And, and for such a young coach to be, you know, that, like, he's got it all together, man. You know what I'm saying? He's got a good connection with the players. I have no problem. I get it. They're super talented, but I've seen a lot of super talented teams also fall apart and not. And hey, listen, the Cowboys are pretty talented and they find ways to choke their their way out of games and all that. And yet this guy has really kept this team together and they're playing at an incredibly high level, man. Uh, I don't I don't mind giving Sirianni coach of the year.
5: I, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind either, but to to me he would, he wouldn't be my first choice. I mean my guy my choice is Brian Dable because I look at the Giants. Yeah, you're right. And I'm like, how the hell did that team make the playoffs?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. And he got more out of out of uh, out Daniel of his, Jones out of Jones than anybody could get. Mm-hmm. No. You're right. Uh, Dable's job with the Giants, I can't argue with that one. That that was one awesome awesome job because I don't think that Giants team is that good. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I
5: don't know, and on top of that, they had injuries up to Wazoo at wide receiver, yeah, which did not help their quarterback who actually had, had his best season by far.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great call on your part. I it, it's hard to argue that point. I just don't want to take anything away from Philly, they've earned everything oh, that they, no, no, no. yeah, you no, know. I agree.
5: And, and then, and then, um, like the comments that the Giants safety Julian Love made, kind of semi taking shots like he, he didn't have to do anything. Other than basically get out of the way, and it's like, well, yeah, correct. And he did that very well with that kind of talent. It's basically don't mess it up, which is exactly what Sirianni did. He didn't have to do more than what he did. So for he had a great, he had a great team to work with, and yeah. he did a great job with it. I, I, mean, I, no, I have nothing but kudos about the work Kevin Sirianni done. I just think that Brian Dable would be more deserving.
1: Yeah, no, and I don't have a problem giving uh, Dable. Uh, That that award, for sure. Uh, Just out of curiosity, uh, let's play the shell game. Where does Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Jimmy Garoppolo end up?
5: I thought you were going to talk about Brandon Shell since you said the shell game. Um, Thank you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Vegas or the Jets?
1: No, 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 no. There's no fence straddling. You, gotta, you, oh, gotta, you gotta got You got to. You got to nail it. You got to. You got to go with one. Where does okay, Rodgers land?
5: New Orleans.
1: Okay, I'm with you.
5: Uh, and the other two is going to be Raiders. It's going to be Vegas or the Jets. So it's a matter of who goes where.
1: i uh, I think. I, I think Rogers is going automatically to the Raiders. I don't think Rodgers wants anything to do with New York's media, at all.
5: That's fair. Uh, I think he may look at that Jets roster and go, "Hmm." Oh no, it's
1: it's that it. defense, and he gets Brees Hall back, in that offense. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. Ar- I'm not arguing, arguing with you that. that their roster is pretty damn good, but you know, and he's a West Coast guy too, so that puts him in Vegas, close to the West Coast, all that crap. I just you got. Make- well, but what what do you think? You think Rodgers goes to the Jets then?
5: No, you make well, and the the difference though with Rodgers and Garoppolo is. I mean, Rodgers can semi-dictate where he goes because, um, you know, he can refuse to go. He can just sell re- – well, he's not retiring and leaving $58 million on the table. Uh, but they have to work out trade compensation, whereas Jimmy G is going to be free agent. Um, interesting. Okay, uh, I'll bite. Okay. Ugh. See, I, I don't think it's quite as clear-cut because you got the Josh McDaniels –
1: That's the idea. That's the idea. That's the idea. It's not clear-cut. I got to – you know, I'm putting Garoppolo in the Jets. I'm putting Rodgers in Vegas, and I'm putting Carr in New Orleans.
5: Okay, but I'm, I'm going to go the other way around. I'm going to go Rodgers to the Jets, Garoppolo to Vegas.
1: Okay. All right. Let's see. But,
5: but I have I, let's say fifty-one forty-nine 49 because I, I, your logic also makes sense.
1: Yeah, Devontae Adams is there. He's a West Coast guy. His quirkiness, he's got to know that New York is going to be a monster for him. Yeah,
5: but he's also one of those guys. If, if Aaron Rodgers, how do, I can how can I put this very politely? Um, let's say I have a crap. fairly high regard for his own intelligence and ability to to handle situations. So he may he may look at it almost as a challenge. And I, I will I'll I'll deal with those New York media types.
1: I don't know. It's different when it's just you know Rob Domofsky and uh, and a couple of other dudes standing in front of you in Green Bay, and then you go to New York and. It's gonna be two hundred in front of you every single week, and they're gonna be one dissecting. Week, so. they're gonna be dissecting anything and everything you say and have said and all kinds of stuff. and you know, I, I don't know. I just it,
5: it, here's the thing though, it, it dealing with the local media for quarterback is one day a week plus post game. And as far as what's being dissected, well, like Aaron Rodgers hasn't been scrutinized like crazy nationally for the past whatever, five, six, seven years.
1: Yeah, I know. But it's it's no, different it's no. different when all these New York uh media outlets are right in your face and then they start bombarding you with, you know, Super Bowl like questions. And you're like, Well, huh? What where did that come from? You know, <laughs> holy crap, you know, that kind of shit. It's a, it's a different bur you have to be a different mm-hmm. athlete to play in New York, period. You have to be you, you know, can't be thin-skinned. Yeah, you. Yeah, and I don't know that one. Uh, that one's kind of odd for me. All right, what do you got going on on alldolphins.com for Sports Illustrated? That's what every Dolphin fan should be bookmarking. Alldolphins.com to get this man's intel every single day. What you got going on?
5: Well, we've had a lot of stuff this week. Today, I posted a story earlier today, basically previewing the Hall of Fame class of 2023. Which is going to be announced tonight, with the hope that this is the year that Zach Thomas finally gets in, um, and that we'll be following up with the results.
1: Let's hope so. That's it. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff. There's a
5: lot of other stuff on there. I just that, but that that's the main focus today.
1: All right. There you go. Appreciate you as always, my man. Thank you. We will uh, catch up uh, on uh, on Tuesday, and we'll talk a little. Uh, a little dolphins, and we'll talk a little Super Bowl then. We'll have uh, we'll have our uh, our result. Sounds good. Enjoy the big game. You got it, my brother. Be good. There you go. The great Alan Poupart there with our EJD construction.com Miami Dolphins report. And when it comes to EJD, call my guy Eric. Oh man, they're always there for you. 305-433-4843. And listen, custom home construction, major home remodeling, we're talking about a company that is responsible. Everyone is insured, okay? So all the workers, when they come into your house, they're insured. So if somebody gets injured, they're not suing you. Make sure whenever you hire somebody to work at your home, they are fully insured because if they're not and they get injured on your property, they can sue you. EJD Construction protects you the customer so if you are looking to build an addition to your home a second floor you want to modernize that kitchen you want to upgrade that man cave now make it really nice You need to redo that backyard and maybe, you know, one of our listeners actually made this whole shed with a a full kitchen and a barbecue and a grease trap. I mean, it was really, really cool. Another one of our listeners uh, built an observation deck on top of their house so they can hang out. Apparently the guys are big cigar smokers. You can hang out with your cigar on top of your house watching the sunset, all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool, man. I I've seen more and more houses actually build like a like a observation deck. You ever seen some house any of your houses around your town and you've seen one with a with an observation deck that they build on top? That is such a cool thing, man. I'm telling you. I don't I don't know if they would allow me to get away with it, but it's something that I would love to build myself. Yeah, so I was kind
2: of thinking like I know I think The one down the road that's a two-story has the like sliding glass door where they can come out like a little balcony type thing. Like a balcony, yeah. But it's not really a you know rooftop. Yeah, yeah. Sitting there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, They got like a spiral staircase to the to the uh, Eric showed me the pictures. It's uh, it's really cool. It's really cool. Can't say your name, but it's really, really cool. So uh you call them, man. 305 433 4843 custom home construction, major home remodeling, whatever it is you need. If you if you unfortunately had to fire your home or business and you need to remediate everything and gut it all out, they do that too. You got uh your roof, you're you're renewing your hurricane policy. And if your roof is too old, 20 years plus, these these insurance companies are telling you now you've got to upgrade your roof. Well, EJD Construction can do that for you in Dade and Broward County. 305-433-4843.
0: You've been listening to the EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDconstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843.
1: All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, let's see. All right, what do we got going on here? Uh, Yes, uh, yeah, the uh, combine. But but the main dates, by the way, um, that you guys care about, the the guys running the 40 and the shuttle and all that silliness, uh, that goes on um, between the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I want to say. I know because I'm coming back on the 3rd. I'm pretty sure of that. So yeah, I think so because I'm not staying for the last day. Usually, most of the guys are gone, you know, leading up to that. So I'm gonna go up there for a few days, have some fun, and uh, get some, gather some information, draft wise, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, what's it called? The uh, the uh, rep, what's the name of the Maurice, uh, the guy that leads the NFLPA. Anyway, he just came out and said, like, we should abolish the, the Combine. Like, he doesn't want the Combine at all. And I don't blame him. I got to be honest with you. The Combine's a, just a bunch of crap that the NFL created and now made it into a moneymaker for themselves. Uh, Demoris Smith, yes. Uh, DeMorris Smith said, uh, you know, and and he's right. The combine was made just for the medicals and the interviews. Then there became all this other crap that they've added to it, which guys can pull muscles and get injured and all that stuff. And he's right. It doesn't really help your draft status. It mostly hurts your draft status because all they're doing is asking you all kinds of crazy questions. And then they're trying to find some negatives in you in the whole process. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of weird, man. They, they've they've got to do something about it, but, you know, some of you, a lot of you actually like this crap. You know, when I go to the combine, I don't care about no 40 or shuttle or bench benching or anything like None of that means anything to me. I always trip out when I have people, well, hey, uh, who ran the fastest 40? And I'm like, I don't care, dude. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. I'm not drafting somebody just because they ran the fastest 40 or because they benched I remember was it the Bears took some guy some lineman that he did a crazy amount of squats or or, or or benches uh bench reps and I forgot the guy's name do you you remember who I'm talking about
2: not not the bench press thing I was gonna say I, I know I remember the whole joke about Al Davis though oh yeah. you on a 40 you can turn, jump up to a <laughs> Yes, a first-round pick because he had got Willie Gault and all, yes. those, all those guys. Yes, I remember yes. that, but I don't remember the.
1: yeah see if, Yeah, yeah. So, just um, what's it called? Um, it's crazy. Just it, it, to me, it's it's silliness. Let me see here, Justin Ernest. Really? No, no. He
2: he completed fifty-one reps at the ninety-nine NFL Combine.
1: No, it was it was after that. It was after that. It was after '99. It might have been somewhere in the 2010 area, probably. But it's some guy that they drafted. Uh, Bears draft. Just put Bears draft, D linemen bench reps, and maybe it'll come out like that. If I if I uh, if I remember correctly. But anyway, so. Not Khalil Mack, right? No, no, definitely not Khalil Mack. Sam Macho? No, no, no. It's before these guys. It was before these guys.
2: Kevin White.
1: No. Somebody will, somebody will remember the name for Let's me. Let's see
2: if anybody's got any names in there yet.
1: Somebody will remember it. I know that. Anyway, so. Ah, so you never found anything on K-102? Oh, no, I did. I was going to tell you. What What'd you find out? Hold on. Let me get to it. I got to go back here.
2: K-102 in 1979. K-102 changed formats again to a tight rotation of rock hits with DJs Buddy Hollis, Bo Walker, Alan Michaels, Tom Stevens, and Jeff Allen.
1: How long did they last? They went to, from 79. Wow, it went mm. earlier than I, what I thought. Yeah, by late
2: 80, they made a dent into WSHE's dominance of South Florida rock audience. Right. At this time, K-102 was calling itself South Florida's hottest rock. In nice. early 82, K-102 began playing a new wave format and calling itself K-102 Rock of the 80s. Okay. In 1983, K-102 was playing an album-oriented rock that lasted until the station was sold by Bob Bell. Oh, Okay.
1: All right. I know the name Bob Bell. Yeah,
2: so that that the station was sold in eighty three, which was then when it stopped. Okay. So seventy nine to eighty three was the rock. But they were around from the early seventies because they started as a sole R and B format. Right. Then they went to uh, automated disco format. And then they went to the K one oh two with the rock hits.
1: Okay. All right. There you go although it, it was a little earlier than what i th- than, than what i thought i don't know if uh, i don't know if poopart was here that early i know he was here in the early 80s because he's been covering the dolphins for a long time uh, but it might have been might have been a might have been a tight uh, what's it called a uh, a uh, a tight window there where he was there and then k102 Uh, let's see, uh, Rhino says, there were so many K-102 bumper stickers in my high school with the kangaroo, Big O Show. Yeah, I remember that. It was, uh, Mike Mamula, yeah, that was the workout warrior, but not the guy that I thought was the bench guy, not the bench guy that I, that I'm thinking of. If I remember the name, I will hear, I will, if I hear the name, I will remember. Stephen Pay. That's it. Stephen Pay. Yeah, where'd he go? What he was in
2: Oregon State in 2011. He recorded 49 bench press reps at the Combine. He went on to be drafted by the Chicago Bears in That's the it. second round of the 2011 NFL draft. And, and he, he played did for Washington, Cleveland, and Dallas.
1: Did nothing. That's the guy. That's the guy. And what did I say? Like around 2010, it was 2011. There you go. So once in a while, I, I, I get right up there, right around that area. And we get close to it how you remember these stupid things, I don't know how it stays in my mind. I got to, I got to, don't, it's amazing, right? All the stupid shit that stays in your mind, like forever, like that, like that crap, like why would I remember that? I'm not even a bear. Well, you know what? I probably remember Bill complaining about it. Yeah, probably.
2: probably. It's probably Probably what your head. He probably spoke about it
1: daily. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably like, God, I can't believe we drafted this guy just because he benched it and all (laughs) that, yeah. That was the guy.
2: Fred Smoot. Wasn't he pretty decent?
1: Yeah, he was, and, and the, he, you know, he's, he, you know, who Fred's what he's more famous for.
2: He only did one bench press at the combine.
1: Well, no, but he's more. Fam- he was benching some hoes on that on that uh, oh, <laughs> on that boat for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Right.
1: Okay, that was Fred Smoot, bro. It was him and uh and our boy from U M, um, the big lineman. Uh, they they were kind of in charge Kenny? of that, huh? McKinney, yeah. <laughs> they were in charge of that sex boat, that sex party. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All That's right. what Fred's, Fred Smoot is. Was he the was the Vikings, go- right? Yeah, he yeah. had some good years, bro. Yeah. He was good, good corner for well, the Vikings. Oh, no, he's officially I mean, the, the weakest
2: athlete in Combine history. Okay. Because I wanted to see because it popped up like That's who funny. did the least. He did one rep. Okay. Fred's like, hey, I got I got to go see some O's. I'm out of here. Yeah, one bro. Gun, one a gun.
1: Yeah, Fred Smoot, man. Literally one and done. Yeah, yeah. But he... he- Shit, he got a long career in the NFL. I want to say he played maybe 12 years, 10 years.
2: I knew the name. Smooth. It sounded familiar, but I didn't know if it was the same, like a different one. or.
1: If was... How long did
2: Fred Smooth's career
1: last? Oh, I want to say 10, 12 years, bro. That, that that guy bounced around a little bit. But but he had a time where he was a good player, and then he helped out. Yes, Y100 has y- always been pop. Never been rock. It's uh, Zeta was rock and in, in this town in South Florida, K-102 Zeta, she and and now it's uh, big. That's about it. Right. And, and then yeah. if you live a little bit more north, the Gator always love the Gator. Yeah, Smoot nine years, someone says.
2: Yeah. 2001 to 2009. Yeah. Okay, Between yeah. Two teams, there the Vikings go. and the Redskins. Yeah.
1: So he had a hell of a career, man. Hell of a career. I can tell you that. That's for sure. And I agree. That's right. Give us a like there on the on the uh, on the uh, chat board, there, folks. Appreciate you all. It's very important to hit the like button. Gets the algorithm going, and all that good stuff. So the lots of uh, basketball trades. None for the Miami Heat. What were you yeah. gonna say?
2: No, no, no. I was gonna ask you something. Um, I saw something on Twitter that uh like an NFL reporter kind of sends out. He was he talked to five agents. I mean, he didn't say which five. Mm-hmm. about uh, Chargers Pro Bowl quarterback Justin Herbert's contract extension would look like in the offseason. Right. And he averaged, he took he took the average of, of them and kind of came up with the deal.
1: Five years. What do you think the per year? Oh, it's going to be in the 45 range. 50? Wow.
2: 52.4 million per year. Now, again, remember, this is five agents. This is not like, right. I don't know which five, that, you know, he doesn't put all there, but... Two hundred sixty two million dollars, two hundred million dollars in guarantees. I think the chargers do that? Because I know how they you have, talk about they have, they, that have I mean, no,
1: they have no choice. They're gonna yeah. let go they're gonna, gonna let others go and they're so not it'll gonna be yeah Justin <laughs> Herbert. Yeah, because no they have whatsoever. to they, they have to put two hundred million dollars in escrow. Yeah. I mean again, this is off so of for those of you that don't know, this is off all of the that. money you guarantee a player, that money has to be taken out of your account and put in an escrow. Because it has to be guaranteed that that player is going to get it. And they don't know five years from now, you might be broke, and you might have lost everything, and then you can't pay the players. So you have to take liquid cash out of the business and put it away. That's not that simple. You know, not everybody has hundreds of millions of dollars just sitting there. Not all these owners. There are some like Steven Ross. He's got all kinds, and... And the guy in Walton and, you know, the guy for the Carolina Panthers, David Tepper and all that. There's a lot of these owners that have got the cash. But there are some like a Dean Spanos. So, yeah, he'll, he's going to set that aside. And then he's going to release other people. And, you know, and if it requires a big signing, he's going to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And that's going to limit what's around him. And have fun.
2: Have fun. If you're getting up in that range, what was it, 228 million was the – was the cap right, or what they're thinking of raising the cap to? If your if your quarterbacks are making what one one fifth of that? Yeah, is your quarterback?
1: That's why it limits I mean, you.
2: And then you got your your was left tackle,
1: your number, one rusher, receiver, number one wide receiver, number one pass rusher, and shut down corner. If those
2: numbers start going the, up. The five most important
1: be, players. You once you pay those guys. Uh, you're paying, you know, like 60% of your, your salary yeah. cap to those guys. Ooh. 70. And then you've got to build the rest. If you, ha- if you have those five guys.
2: yeah, No, no, that's true.
1: That's very <laughs> true. Okay, yeah, so If you have those five guys. You may, you may not have guys. to pay
2: one of them, yeah. have
1: them. You know, like San Francisco is not paying the, the quarterback. They, they're paying the, the pass rusher. Um, they don't have a shutdown corner, actually. They do have a left tackle. He's thinking of retiring. And then uh, they have – and Debo Samuel, they have the number one wide receiver. So they're missing the shutdown corner in the franchise quarterback. So they're able to kind of, you know, do all of that. But the team that has to pay for all five, ooh, doggy. At least you got got championship ability, that's for sure. Okay?
2: Can I ask you one thing? I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to – It's a talk show. No, but when you look at, like, KC, for instance – all right, because everybody got onto them because they let let Tyreek go, but Kelsey gets the number one receiver money or no?
1: Yeah, no, that's um. Well, he's getting paid already.
2: No, I mean, I mean, he's getting. But is that how they're looking at him as that's our number one? Yeah, wide receiver, and that's why they're doing what they're doing with the receiving core. Right. Yes. Okay. okay.
1: Yes. Because I was gonna say, how's it work? Like, for, well, like, they they're really. Remember, they had the number one wide What are the series, 49ers paying Kittle? And they had to let him go. Oh, yeah. top top shelf money. They're paying him top shelf, dude.
2: Yeah. So they got Debo, Kittle, no quarter. Oh, but again, they, they don't have the quarterback right no. now. They're not paying the quarterback.
1: Right. They don't and have the shutdown corner, the corner or the quarterback. quarterback. So they can get away so with it can, right now. because They, they can, can get away with it. Got it. 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 Okay. Yeah. But once you got to pay that quarterback to $40, $45, $50 million, dollars, it's it, – It really starts to change the dynamics of your team. Uh, Let's see. uh, I don't know who they'll bring in as a backup, man, uh, for the Dolphins. I just don't know. Uh, Panthers are back in action tonight against the Sharks at Florida Live Arena. The Sharks suck, so they should be able to hopefully get a victory. UM is off till Saturday at the Watsco Center. They take on Louisville. Uh, what else do we have? KD to the Suns, Durant, TJ Warren uh, to Suns for Mikkel Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, four first-round picks in 23, 25, 27, 29, and a pick swap in 2028. I mean, a busy, busy time in the NBA. The Bucks traded uh, for Jay Crowder for five second-rounders. The Lakers traded Thomas Bryant to Denver for Devon Reed and three second rounders. That's crazy. Because the Lakers were able to uh, dump Russell Westbrook and and they got D'Angelo Russell in a three-team trade. LA got Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. And then Utah got Russell Westbrook. They'll buy him out. Damian Jones, John or Juan, I'm sorry, Toscano Anderson and a 2027 first rounder. Minnesota gets Mike Conley, Nico Anderson Walker, second round picks in 24, 25 and 26. The Jazz now the, the 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 Utah Jazz now have 15 first round picks from now through 2029. You believe that? In the next six years, they have 15 first rounders. Smart, man, because you can't bring free agents to Utah. So what do you have to do? You have to trade for for players. What do you need to trade? You need capital. What's capital? First round picks. The Jazz, you know, loaded up by trading away Darren Williams, I mean, um, Darren Williams. By trading away um, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, then they traded away uh, Mr. Uh, COVID. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God, the center. Uh, Rudy Gobert. And now this trade 15 first rounders. This is why I wanted My- Miami has no, tra- no trade capital. You got to move ahead, man, with BAM. And you needed to move Jimmy. Besides, you know you're going to get rid of Lowry eventually, but nobody wants him now. They'll wait till next year when it's an expiring contract. You, you had to get rid of Jimmy. I hope the Heat is smart enough to get rid of Jimmy um, in this offseason, if they can. If they can. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, Rams are close to hiring uh, Bill's assistant O-line coach Ryan Wendell, who's a Cali native. So the move of, of Mike Munchak doesn't look like, you know, the Rams wanted Munchak, but doesn't look like Munchek wants to come out of retirement. So for those of you out there, because, you know, I've had a couple of people, oh, why couldn't they get Munchak, this, that? And maybe the guy doesn't want to coach. And he's got family on the left coast. And remember, Mike Munchak has had a hell of a career. It's not just a great coaching career, you youngins out there. This is a Hall of Fame caliber player, okay? Mike Munchek was one hell of a player, one hell of an offensive lineman for a long time. That entire family, right? It was like three of them, right, that have played in the NFL. The Munchek brothers and the dad, I want to say. I mean, it's, it's sick. And so he's had a long career. Maybe he doesn't, you know, at least from what I heard before I started this show. So it looks like... He may not be coming back to work yet. Maybe he's off this year or done overall. Who knows? All right, let's uh, take a quick break. It is hour number three next. We are coming to you live from Hialeah Park. Uh, By the way, Cutter's Edge Pro, we love Cutter's Edge Pro. Will and Mike, they do a great job. Every time I pull into my house and I see the beautiful work that they did for us, and they can do it for you it changes the look of your home it just feels it just takes it to another level plus the value of your home goes up and then the best thing that we've we've been able to do and by the way I went and saw the video there was too much freezing at the back end of it I got to re I got to reshoot that video yeah it locked up and it stayed with me for a while until the end yeah it just yeah it's not yeah so I got to redo it and I will, I'll redo it and uh, show it. Maybe what I'll do is I'll record it, then upload it. So that way you guys can see the whole video clean and everything. But man, my backyard, I'm so happy with, and I thank Will and Mike, obviously. And that company does such an amazing job. They do the job right. That's what you're gonna feel when, you, when they're done, that you know they did it the right way. Uh, they, they do maintenance also, folks. They do all kinds of things, from landscape design to outdoor lighting, uh, irrigation, synthetic turf, tree trimming and removals. Don't go doing that yourself. It's so dangerous getting up on the roof. Sometimes these trees are close to power lines. Man, let, let professionals do this for you. That way nobody gets injured, and they're fully insured. By the way, again, I wouldn't even have a company on our show that isn't fully insured because I'm not going to send a company to your house that isn't fully insured and puts you guys at risk. I can't do that. And that's why I always tell you guys, whoever you hire, please make sure they're fully insured. So Dave Broward or Palm Beach counties, call my friends, man. Call William or Mike, 954-472-0622. Your home, your business, your condo, doesn't matter. They work all of those. It doesn't matter if it's home or business, every kind of business. They've handled all of them here throughout South Florida, and they maintain them. They've got like over 70 trucks that are roaming, and you've probably seen the Cutter's Edge logo throughout South Florida, call William or Mike, 954-472-0622. Go to Cutter'sEdgePro.com and go to their Instagram page and go check out some of their work there at Cutter's Edge Pro.
0: Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation 954 966 4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayum can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage. Welton Rayum can help. Call 954-966-4646. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package.
6: Hello?
0: No matter where you are, The Sloman Shield home security system guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield security system and doorbell camera, all professionally installed for free.
1: Shield your world, the
4: Sloman Shield.
1: For over 16 years. For over 16 years, EJDconstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDconstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for EJDconstruction.com construction.com.
0: When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O show and get $150 off family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. Essentialmovingexperts.com
4: If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your Inner miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, T-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where Inner miami and all Miami sports fans shop. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner, Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123 That's 888-776-5123 Or visit them at 15601 pines boulevard in pembroke pines
0: oh great you have a doorbell camera now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed they're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With slogans you get 24 hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get
1: out of my house! Get out of the house!
0: Call 1 800 Alarm Me. Welcome to Red Light Therapy a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red, and infrared light, has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth call essential moving experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long distance moving needs you can rely on essential moving experts mention the Big O Show and get $150 off Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com. Welcome. or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O.
1: All welcome back. It's hour number three of the program coming to you live from Hialeah Park. Appreciate all of you out there. Louis de Cubas is set to join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll have a little fun with him. Uh, man, there's a monster dip in the market right now, dude. Uh, Bitcoin's down to 21,871. It was hovering around 23, down almost 5%. Uh, something happened. The markets have gone to crap. Uh, Dow Jones is down 250 points. The and down 36. I mean, it is just absolutely crazy. Apple down a percent. Uh, just, uh, it is uh, not good. Home Depot down 5%, man. Wow. So, yeah, not good right now. Markets went the other way. And... Um, you know it's to me I, I told you guys about this before i was kind of shocked about these runs that that have happened in the market and in crypto because i thought we were going to kind of go through some really rough stuff in the first six seven eight months of this year and then the back end i thought is when we were going to start to so i was surprised but i gotta tell you a nice little dip there i see where cardano's at that's a really good price right now with cardano man um uh, I saw Cosmos now hit 14. I, I think that's you know a really really good price. There's there's some real good values right now. Maybe a little dip now on uh, on Ethereum. It's a really really good one there. So there's some there's some stuff, man. Let's see what happens. Maybe I'll do something. I got something set for Saturday to do a crypto show, but uh, who knows? Maybe I'll do an extra one here along the way uh as uh, some more information comes in and we can start to look at it but man that is pretty Im- pretty impressive dip there uh for the market still way up from where they from where it was but uh yeah that's one hell of a dip man one hell of a dip i gotta say let me see where aletheia is at and aletheia is down 20 percent, down to five uh, five point seven cents remember it got up to nine this was under a penny and it shot up. And remember, when it got up to nine, I, I hope I told I told you to take out your investment and take out your profits. This is why you always do that. And you don't and you don't uh, invest on anything going parabolic, as I always tell you guys. But wow, man, Immutable X is down 13%, Illuvium's down 15%, Kadena's down almost 11. Algorand's down almost 12%, ApeCoin's down almost eleven shiba inu down 11 decentraland down 10 flow down almost 14. it is it's it it is a rough rough hit where is uh where is ethereum ethereum's down seven percent down to 15.40 that's a nice again i think that's a terrific price right there dips baby take advantage of the dips always in the market, especially for those of you that are new at it, uh, dude. Sixty-seven. Thank you for the love on the super chat, my brother. Appreciate you. Uh, just want you to know, I look forward to this show each day. Dealing with some serious health issues. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, thank you for sending the super chat while you're dealing with health issues. That's that's uh, it's amazing, man. Uh, I hope you feel better, man. Don't know what's going on, but uh, I pray for your health says, uh, hope you're digging the new playlist. Oh, uh, yes, now, I, yes. Um, I, I've got the, the, the metal one that you sent me. Uh, I have not played it yet, actually. I haven't played either one of the two yet because I haven't been really chilling and relaxing and listening to music. So I have not played any of those yet. But I do have them locked and loaded and ready to go. So thank you for sending those, uh, those playlists to me, man. I, uh, like, you know what? Maybe I'll probably jam the, the metal one, the hair metal one, on the way home. Right, because that's the that's one of the two that you sent me. I know that. Let me see it right here. Let me uh, check it out on my uh, on my Twitter feed. Oh, you got no show today. No, no, we do Thursdays at this time, my man. Eighties uh, hair metal. That's it. Yes, I will probably listen to that one on the way home. Yeah, I can already see it. Yeah, 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 dude, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 a little LA Guns, Faster pu- faster, Pussycat, Bullet Boys, Poison, I love it, White Lion, Warrant, Winger, Bon Jovi, Cinderella, Dokken, Def Leppard, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, you hit it, you hit it, yeah, you got a lot of the stuff that I, that I would want to listen to when it comes to hair metal, so good stuff, thank you, appreciate you there, Dude67, very nice of you, my man and i hope uh you feel better my friend and thank you for you know supporting our show it uh, it means uh it means the world brett dodger says big o dca for the win all day every day as we as you well know hell yeah hell yeah and every chance i get to buy a little bitcoin here and there i keep doing it i keep doing it i keep doing it you know there there it's what, what what country was i uh what was it that I was, I was seeing the other day? And, and it was... Let me see if I can find it. And this is a guy that's running for president in Argentina. I think it is, if I'm correct. I think I saw it last night. And here we go. And this is where we're, this is where we're headed because every, every government in the world is destroying their currency and not helping their their people, and it's, it's happening here too, by the way. It's not just social security, okay? It's also our dollar absolutely getting destroyed, you know, in the process. And so, the, one of the gentlemen that is running for president of, of Argentina, let me see if I can find it here. Hmm, can I pass it up? And, uh, oh man. Let's see. Uh, I can't find it now. It sucks. But he basically came out and said that, you know, because of um, fiat currency, it really does not service governments, don't really service, you know, uh, the people, and that Bitcoin is the way to go. Or, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said. But it's basically that and it was just one of those things that when you when you saw it right when I saw it right away I said okay this guy gets it and he's willing to tell people you know the truth about what's going on and I know you know most of you aren't gonna believe it until it actually happens and then when it happens then you're gonna go oh my god and we, I could I should have done something about this and, you know, that's, that's just going to be the case, unfortunately. I wish I could find it because I thought it, was, I thought it was pretty awesome for somebody in trying to, you know, assume that position and to go out and do that. I thought that was really, really strong on his part and honest, which you don't get a lot of that from, from a lot of politicians. What a shame. I can't find it. Damn it. Oh, well. What am I going to do? You got something there for me? I thought you you're going to say something. On oh, Sean? No, no, no. Oh, okay.
2: I've tracked down the uh what we discussed about earlier.
1: What what? We're on what? break. What what?
2: The Riley thing.
1: Oh, okay. What happened? So okay. t- talk to us. Riley. So
2: so Bleacher Report put out an article, okay? okay? So then what they did was somebody tried to take a picture of the Bleacher Report article and then what they did was they took out a little bit and added their own little lines. Whoever had plenty of time to sit here and try to limit Because what happened was when I scrolled up the article a little bit, the the caption I told you they took out, Mm -hmm. I saw three names. I was like, hmm, okay. Said Anthony Chang, per Anthony Chang, Barry Jackson, and one other. I forgot who the other one was right now. But they said, you know, so I'm like, okay, let me see where this is from. Because some of this is from legit A legit source so i went and i found the article on bleacher report and you can see where they took the one paragraph inserted it in but it's it's pretty funny because some people are upset enough right now with the way the money agency is to make that up but not only that but people are believing it
1: yeah i know yeah and then and then you people are believing it yeah and riley wouldn't that would never happen to riley bro give me a break so i saw this yesterday from bitcoin magazine this is uh, Ar- uh, this is uh, Argentine president ca- uh, candidate. There he is, right there, and it, and it says uh, inflation is a crime that favors politicians and harms the private sector. Eliminating the central bank is moral. <laughs> so, and you know, he has. He says more things, you know. So, to to go out and say stuff like that, it's because he understands that that's the truth. These central banks all over the world are killing us. Actually, they're annihilating us. And eventually, you know, the freedom of Bitcoin will open it up for all. But you guys will, you guys will get it down the line. Don't worry about it. You guys will get it down the line, and you'll figure it out. And then you'll say, that son of a bitch was right. He was always talking about it. El Salvador, by the way, received 1.5 million tourists in 2022, exceeding expectations, according to the ambassador to the U.S. Why? Because they are a Bitcoin heaven now. And Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, likes Bitcoin and says it has a future. I will give the Republicans credit. They, uh, they are way more accepting of Bitcoin than the Democrats. The Democrats are completely lost when it comes to that. So I will give the Republicans credit in that. I can't give them credit in a couple, bunch of other things. Just like I can take it away from the Democrats for a bunch of other things. But on the Bitcoin side, gotta give the Republicans the major edge on that one. Uh, if you go outside tonight and listen, you can hear the Miami Heat Free Agency. Absolutely crickets. Although if you come out here, you'll see incredible landscaping, beautiful architecture. There's... Casino machines all over the place. we got over 900 gaming machines downstairs. we got the smoking hot slots outside. Got the poker room out here. Got the lovely ladies that'll bring you out drinks. They'll bring you out some food. Got TVs all over the place. So I see a little uh, World Baseball. No, is it uh, Seria del Caribe going on uh, over there on television. So you can watch a little baseball because baseball has been very, very good to me. And uh, we got the World Baseball Classic coming soon over to Lone Depot Stadium. They'll they'll, a- they'll actually know what a full stadium looks like now. You know, Marlin's Marlins uh, front office and ownership group, oh, so this is what it looks like. Not that our team can fill it up, but hey, everybody else can. I, I gotta say, the atmosphere for those games is amazing. That, that is, that that's where, you know, for somebody to tell you baseball isn't fun, Okay, just go to the just just go to the World Baseball Classic and tell yeah. me you're not going to have fun. Yeah, but it, it's more of the you go to the Marlins. There's there's 1,200 people inside this, you know, elephant of a building. You talk, I talked to the
2: guy in right field, and I was down the first base I'm Like, hey, yo, send that guy over here with the drinks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it's only me? one guy with drinks going yeah. all around the state. That poor guy. No, they're not paying
2: everybody. They're not paying yeah, everybody. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know what I mean? So it's like you, you I get it. You know, you you might say baseball's boring and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine, whatever. I, I love baseball. But if you go to the the if you go to the the world baseball classic, I think you'll have fun. Okay? I think you'll have a blast at that because the atmosphere will be passionate. Yes. You know, and that is fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, vastly underrated Canadian band. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Who's uh, Double T Sports? Big O, do you remember? Yeah, of course. Dude, I was just talking about April Wine. Okay? I, I'm, I'm thinking of doing something really crazy. Okay? April Wine um, is playing their last concert. Well, at least the lead singer is playing his final concert in nova scotia and i was talking about this where is uh where is this damn it let me see if i have the article still here miles goodwin is going to to retire from touring in march this month the singer and guitarist in the canadian outfit from 1969 until they split in 86 Then again, since their 92 reunion, he confirmed that he'll continue to lead them from backstage. Mark Parent will take over place alongside guitarist Brian Greenway and bassist Richie Lathiner and drummer Ray Nickel. The move leaves Greenway as the longest standing live member having joined the band in 77. Although I'm still with the band riding, recording with the guys and producing, I'm now officially retired from touring, Goodwin said in, the sta- in a statement. My last stage performance after 50-plus years on the road will be in Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia March 2nd, where it all started and it will end for me there. So March 2nd in Nova Scotia will be, and I don't know the, na- the bar that's there, but there was a part of me that wanted to go to that and go see uh, April Wine and yes, uh, I and give you an April Wine story. Right before the pandemic, I was going to Vegas for the draft. And, you know, the pandemic hit and canceled everything. And uh, we had tickets for two nights for Pearl Jam in Oakland. And during the week of, of the draft there, April Wine was in, in, in concert in Vegas. This was three years ago, right, when, it, when, the, when the pandemic started. And I had tickets already for that concert, and I had to obviously cancel it and, and got my refund and all that stuff. I couldn't go to the April Wine concert. And I missed my Pearl Jam back-to-back concerts in Oakland, too. There was another concert that week that we were going to. There were several concerts. That was just going to be a legendary week. God, that was going to be a good week on the show. Man, I tell you. And, yes, they are underrated. I love April Wine. Yes. Yes. So, I'm with you there. Uh, if you go, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to the Dominican Republic versus Israel game. There you go. Miami Heat, what the hell? Didn't make any moves. Yeah, they don't have any... They have They have no firepower. It's a problem with them. Mickey Harrison should sell to a real billionaire. Well, I mean... I got to tell you, I'd like, to, I'd like for somebody that, was, that is fanatical about winning to own the team. Uh, Mickey Harrison apparently is not fanatical about winning. He's very, uh, um, let's just say he is uh, strategical and convenient. So it has to be something so obvious that they're going to get financial return automatically and pay for what they're doing at least. But is he willing to take chances and pay luxury tax and all that kind of stuff? No, he's not. And he proves that every single year. And it's insulting that you went with an incomplete roster this year the way they have. It's just like three spots right off the top of your team is, is useless. And that doesn't help out your coach, who's a great coach, by the way. I, 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 I can't say enough about... Eric Spolstra. I really can't. He is as impressive as it gets. Michael Irving, by the way, was sent home after an altercation um, with a a woman at a hotel at the Super Bowl. He will not be part of their coverage in the NFL Network. It's kind of crazy. He says he doesn't know what happened. He says it was a 45-second interaction with her, and then he walked away, and who knows? Kind of crazy, huh? i tell you. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk a little boxing. On the 24th of this month, Sean and I will be here to uh, watch it all, and we'll have some interviews for you throughout from now till the 24th. We'll be giving away some tickets. Uh, Guillermo Ragundo is coming back to the ring uh, February 24th here at Hialeah Park, and the great... Luis Cubas is ready to join us to talk a little boxing, and Luis is always ready to talk a little boxing. How you doing, my friend? You doing good?
6: I'm doing great. You know, I'm happy to, you know, come back to the Hialeah Racetrack again. I think it's the ninth time now. I, I want to thank Frank Fury, John Bernetti, Jr. I want to thank Amari Piedra from the Caribe Real in Orlando, which is, is partners in the event. And I'm very happy to come back uh, on the 24th with, 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 with Guillermo Reggandau, which really is a fighter that's won two gold medals. Uh, he's a two-time, um, you know, world champion. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's great for him to come back to, um, a, you know, to Hialeah after a 12-year layoff. He's been fighting all over the world, and I think it's great for him to to come back and, and, and you know, and, and fight in front of his home hometown.
1: Yeah, I, I think I want to say the first time I saw him fight, I might have been at the at the Deville Hotel in Miami Beach.
6: At the Fountain Blue. At the Fountain
1: Blue. Okay, that's where it was. Hotel. Right, right. Yeah.
6: That night we had a it was actually a very good show. We had a lot of people there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that. Uh, before we get to Guillermo, obviously, let let's talk a little bit about the entire fight card because you've got some interesting young Cuban fighters too.
6: Yeah, there's uh, the co-main event. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a Cuban kid, Ariel de la Torres Perez. He's, uh, he's a junior uh, uh, featherweight, and he's uh, he's a fighter that's uh, very aggressive. He's come forward. He's really going into his toughest fe- test of his career. He's going against former champion of the world, John Fred Correa of Venezuela, uh, a fighter has been in there with a lot of, a lot of guys. The guy was 35 wins, a guy who really knows how to win. And uh, it's going to really be a, a real toughest test to, to date. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to this fight. It should, should be the best fight of the night. It really should be. It's uh, two guys that come forward, and it's going to be exciting. I think that Bray has to get back into the to the mix, and, and he's got to win. And and, and Torres to go forward. has got to win. It's a great crossroad fight. Also on the card, we have a kid that, that's going to be making uh, his debut in the United States. He's, uh, he's actually 2-0 and as a pro. His name's Ale Rodriguez in El Puli, and he's a, a guy a lot of people have been talking about. He's a kid that went to Russia when he was 13 years old. He fought in the Russian amateur system. He became a pro when he was 17. You know, he couldn't turn pro in the United States until he was 18, so it's the first time we're going to see him here in the United States. A lot of people think this kid's a real McCoy. He's 18 years old. He's a very, very good fighter, speaks three language, speaks English fluently, Spanish, and Russian. And uh, I think it's the type of kid that could really be do make a lot of noise. He's very colorful, he knows how to fight, and uh, that's another you know the the great, 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 great uh, you know I'm really excited to put him underneath Reagan now, which is a legendary uh, Cuban fighter, and I think the kid's excited and they're training together in the same gym, so I'm excited about that situation. Also on the card, we got a, a Cuban kid, which is uh, training out there in California with Joe Goosen. His name is Damian Lascae, and he's a Cuban kid. He's in the same traveling team as Morel, David Morrell. And, uh, and he's training out with Joe Goose and he's fighting here. Uh, now he's 2-0 with uh, one knockout, and he's fighting, also fighting Hialeah. And I'm uh, also a very, very, very good prospect. And uh, this uh, the 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 guy that's gonna be on the card, and I'm kind of also a lot of people are talking about. Is this uh, Trujillo, the Cuban assassin? He's a barefisted guy. He's one and zero as a professional fighter, but he's got a real good following. So it, I think it's going to be exciting to watch him fight. So oh, in all, we got a ten-fight card. It's uh, all all good fights, you know. Highly, every seat in the house is great, and outside, out, out outside, Benny. Right. Right. A lot of fun, you know. You can go out there early. You can eat. You can drink. You can gamble. People always stay, you know, until 1, 2 in the morning gambling yeah. after the fights, and they party. So it's a great—we've it, been doing it for a while now, and it, the people have a great time out there, and uh, it's a great crowd, and it's a great atmosphere.
1: Luis Louis is joining us. And, and Luis, let me ask you, is it is it harder now to find boxers because of MMA, and you've got guys that are probably going in that direction um what is what has changed about finding boxers nowadays compared to you know 30 40 50 years ago when you didn't have that other sport that that obviously has uh, has given boxing a ton of competition
6: well you know I, i've been in boxing 40 years and i remember when i first started you know and- in the 80s, you know, you could, you could call gyms, there was 20 guys, 30 guys in one of these gyms, you call Puerto Rico, and I mean, every, every gym was loaded with guys, you could find opponents, and now it's not the same anymore, I think that, you know, I went from, I think about the last 15 years, you went from 9,000 licensed fighters to, you know, 4,500, so it's, it's, I, I think a lot of the kids here in the United States are, a, you know they're taking you know it, there's, it's tough it's a tough route boxing a tough tough business and a lot of kids are are going into baseball basketball football where they can get a scholarship and boxing you know it's a you know it's a, it's a tough road from the beginning and a lot of and it's, 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 it's always been a, a sport of really a poverty you know and and, yeah. and, and 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 now you know uh you got the Cubans you got the Dominicans you got the caribbean guys the Mexicans always you know and it's always going to be you know those kind of fights now uh there's 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 a lot of good fights in the horizon you know like this uh ryan garcia against Javante davis and uh you know it, it, there's there's good fights in the horizon but 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 i i believe that boxing is it's tough you know it's tough to find like you say it's tough to find guys trying to find opponents and you, a lot of these uh i know what i'm doing with a lot of these cuban kids i'm moving them a lot, moving them along a lot quicker I took David Morrell. I, uh, I took him to Minnesota. I made him a house fighter over there, with two professional fights. I made fight him for the world title against Lennox Allen. He won the title. Now he's gonna mixed with everybody. You know, he's eight and oh, He's defended his title five times, and uh, you know, I didn't waste no time with him. They got 400 amateur fights. You know, they got they, they've been all over the world, and it's just basically getting them getting ready to go 12 rounds. So. You're gonna be seeing a lot of guys with with, with uh, well if he ever regendah won the world title with five professional fights, but again he was he came here when he was twenty eight years old
4: and he had a lot
6: of a lot of amateur two time gold medal winners. So I, I didn't waste any time with him. I've been with him since the beginning.
1: Lewis, I'm just oh, I'm getting a little feedback from your end, there's like something, I don't know if you have some interference, the interference with the mic or something, mic or something but when, right. you talk, when you talk, there's yeah. a lot there's of, some- so there's like some uh, scratching going on. I don't know if you've got a phone next to it or something, or something causing any kind of interference. But, but anyway, so in finding fighters, now the other thing, Louis, I'm wondering if you're dealing, are you dealing with the guy that wants to be a two-way fighter? Because we're seeing a lot of that, that, you know, the guy wants to be a boxer and he wants to be an, an MMA fighter. Or how do you deal with those kind of guys? Or do you say, no, you either got to make a choice and, and stick to one or the other?
6: I've been de- dealing with any any people, any fighters that, you know, MMA and, and boxing at all. I, I, you know, I haven't I haven't, I haven't had any. Um, you know, I, I just basically, to be good at something, you guys, you got to do it all the time. Right. Same thing. To be right. great at it. I, I, you know, I had 23 world champions, you know, including Roberto Duran. So, I'm in the boxing business to, build, you know, to, to to make champs. I'm not in the boxing sure. business to sure. work with opponents.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm just no, in, intrigued by that because I'm watching guys watching, try to do both, decided. and then obviously with the other sport. I'm wondering how much is it's affected boxing because it's you know it's it's a sport that I've loved for so long and it still goes under the radar and I still think that there are great fights every month. If you really look for them, there's still some pretty good fights. You can really enjoy yourselves. Every time we have a card here, we always have a good time out here at Hialeah Park because there's always you know a few fights on that on that card that just you know bring the, the hell of an emotion out of everybody because they love watching it. So talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the main events uh, for for this fight on the 24th.
6: Well, the main event, of course, you know, is Guillermo he's been fighting a veteran Martinez of 50 professional fights. And again, it's like basically, you know, Guillermo's coming home party after many years of, you know, fighting all over the world, coming back since the last card you were at, Tom Blue. And uh, he's got a, you know, he's, he's a well-known fighter. He's, uh, he's a guy that's had a lot of media attention, from the time that him and Lara tried to skip on, on the Cuban national team, in Brazil, they they caught him, brought him back to Cuba. So he's, 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 he's they, 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 a lot a lot of there's been a lot of lot said about Guillermo Riggin now, and now it's basically at, at the end of his career. He's got to got to got to go out there and, and fight and, you know sit down fight more not 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 box as much as more now people want to see guys trade. And he's got to look for a knockout so he can get back in the mix. I know he left a 118-pound title. His four titles are going to be open now. You know, he—he he is he's going to get another shot, you know, so this one's got to get by in Ayalia now on the 24th.
1: Yeah, let's, let's hope yeah, so. Let's, what's let's, what's let's the, so uh, fight the fight before that?
6: fight before that is the real de la Torres. That's the co-main event. And he's going to be fighting the former world champion, John Fris Pereira, Venezuela. It's a great crossroad fight. It's, uh, it's probably a pick and fight. And uh, I'm looking really forward to it because, you know, De La Torres, you know, wins this fight. He could be, a, you know, he could be in the, in the division and make money. You know, if he loses this, then, you know, it's, it's not, not going to be good for him. And Pereira's got to win if he wants to, you know, stay in the mix. So it's a great fight. I think that, you know, we're going to have 10 fights, get there, you know, early. Like I say, it's a, it's 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 a great atmosphere. You can you know you can, there's there's great great time, a great time to be there.
1: All right, tell us a little That's bit awesome. about Warriors Boxing because I, I think they they you guys are doing a great job of contributing to local boxing here in South Florida.
6: Well, Warriors Boxing, and me and Liam Margolis, we've been partners for thirty three years. Uh, like I said, we had 23 world champs. We had fights all over the world. Uh, 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 Muhammad Ali World Boxing Cup. We basically, you know, work with, uh, with, with the promoters and did shows all over the all over the world with them. And uh, we we do you know four shows a year at the, at the Armory in Minneapolis, which is a great boxing building with PVC. And uh, we promote basically all over the world. You know, uh, we, we right now. You know, we got a, we got a great uh, stable young fighters. I was talking about Morel, you know, the guy's a the world champion. I was talking about him winning, fighting the winner of Plant against Benavides. You know, we got uh, Frank Sanchez, ranked number two in the world. You know, we're waiting to see what's going to happen with the Fury music fight, and we're in line for something there. And uh, a parole, Leonard Parole fighting this weekend on Showtime. He's the opening bot, bot on Showtime. He's fighting undefeated Faust, an undefeated Ukrainian. Uh, we got uh, a, a kid that's going to be, uh, you know, fighting possibly for a world title very, very soon is this kid O'Mara. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a Cuban kid, lightweight. He's going to be fighting at Caribe Real on the 25th. Very, nice. very good, lightweight. So, you know, we got a lot of great young talent. You know, Jobis Gomez, he's already on Showtime. You know, he's had five professional fights. The, the son of Jose Gomez, a great Cuban amateur gold medal winner, and uh, you know, he's also a great, great prospect. I, on, on, on the 24th, you're going to see you know top three probably Cuban prospects, you know, with, with uh, De La Torres, Lascai, and uh, Ali Rodriguez. So everybody should come and see this kid. This kid is a really, really, you know, entertaining fighter. He's a great story. He left Cuba when he was 13 years old to Russia, you know, and and, and, and basically learn you know, learn the boxing system there, as a kid and uh, you know no three languages and i think it's going to be a very very good pro
1: i'm looking forward to it february 24th go to hialeapark.com so you can find out more and get some tickets you can join us We'll be giving away some tickets here at the same time. I'm sure we'll talk to Lewis down the line as we get a little closer. Lewis, as always, my brother, I appreciate you taking some <laughs> time.
6: Thank you so much. You always do a great job. And Thank I, you. I really appreciate it. Thank that. you, my friend. I'm always
1: here. I'm always in your corner, my friend. <laughs>
6: Thank you so much. baby. Thank
1: you, Lewis. You got <laughs> it, baby. Be good. <laughs> There you go. Luis de Cuba is joining us on the 24th. Guillermo Ragundao, baby. He is wrapping up his career, stellar career here. And you heard, you're going to see some young Cuban fighters like Ali Rodriguez, Lascaye, and De La Torres. Uh, three guys that uh, are up-and-coming stars that you might see in bigger, like the the last guy that he talked about that he got him now in, an, in a national, in a, in a in a title now, in a title fight. And he's now the champion. So, hopefully he can get a few more of these guys moving up to the next level but it's always good to see some of these guys where they start and then cuz i remember seeing Rigondahl when he was like a, a baby face kid coming out of Cuba and fighting for the first time here in this country go to Hyliapark.com to find out more about tickets there all right what else do we have um <laughs> Bert Baccarat died in ninety-four today. I didn't even know he was alive, actually. The composer. So our thoughts and prayers and go to the Baccarat family. I was amazed. 94. Good for him. It's like, damn, dude, that's pretty strong.
2: Did you see what might happen to the Lakers?
1: No, what happened? They've got Malik Beasley. Oh, I know, and he, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, uh, Lars is going out with the uh
2: with Malik Beasley, with uh, and Scottie Pippen Jr. is on a two-way contract with the
1: Lakers. Right, so they, you know family they, reunion. I, yeah, they can have a threesome now. It's His mom, isn't it? is it mom or is it? Oh no, that's right. I'm thinking the I'm thinking the other boyfriend. No, oh that's oh right. no,
2: no, I was like, wait, did I? Read no no this the song? other the other like, young, I no Scottie I was thinking Pippen the Jr. other
1: the other basketball player. She was going. Yeah, uh, it's his mom's that's mom. That's right. Mom is going is going to be on the team with her boyfriend. Yes. Yes, the son is on the team with the boy. Wow, that's just yes.
2: weird. He's on a two-way deal, so maybe uh, they can do something to keep him away. I don't know.
1: It's going to be La- interesting. Lakers. That, that Larsa Pippen. You got to do
2: something to get the people in, right? I mean, that LeBron's Larsa. out tonight, by the way. against the Big game against
1: the Bucks. LeBron's hurt. She's a sick woman, dude. That's all. She's not right in the head. I mean, you know, you could be going out with somebody else. You know, make, make better decisions. Uh, in 64, on this date in rock history, on February 9th of 1964, the Beatles made their live debut in America with their famous performance on the Ed Sullivan Show, a really big shoot tonight. The Fab Four performed five songs, including their current number one song, I Want to Hold Your Hand. 73 million people tuned into that broadcast. Back in 64, that's a large portion of this country, dude. Holy crap, that's like just almost half probably. Uh, In 1972, Paul McCartney and Wings made their concert debut at Nottingham University in England on this date. So think about that. In 64, on this date, the Beatles made their debut in America, okay? Then eight years later, he would be on his own because Yoko Ono broke the band up, and he's in Nottingham University with Wings. Which, by the way, for the record, I love Paul McCartney and Wings. Love them. Love the music that they created. In 2009, Led Zeppelin singer Robert Plant took home five Grammys for Raising Sand, his bluegrass collaboration with Alison Krauss. Among the trophies they won were Album of the Year, Record of the Year. Please read the letter. Bruce Springsteen also left a winner scoring the Grammy for Best Rock Song for Girls in Their Summer Clothes. In 81 on this date, Bill Haley, who hailed as the first rock and roll star with the success of his 1955 hit Rock Around the Clock, died of a heart attack. And in uh, 2009, Foo Fighters' Dave Grohl, as well as his record label, sued Miramax Pictures, accusing the Disney-owned production company of unauthorized use of a Foo Fighters song, Big Me, in trailers for the film Rounders. Ooh, made a little money off of that. I can tell you that that's for sure and congratulations to the scorpions i wonder if uh if my man uh dude 67 did you put this in your in your hair metal uh collection there uh scorpions 91 classic winds of change has passed 1 billion views on youtube Upon its release, the Crazy World single topped the charts across Europe and was the number 4 hit in the U.S. in its companion video and was uploaded to YouTube in 2009. One billion views of Winds of Change video. A hell of a milestone, says the band. Thank you to all the rock believers for watching. It was written by Klaus Main, the singer. The power ballad became the soundtrack for the end of the Cold War, inspired by the experience of playing at the Moscow Music Peace Festival in '89. Wind of Change embodies the feeling of hope, optimism, and the prospect of a better future. When we came on stage in the Lennon Stadium and started our show by playing Blackout, explained Maine in 2020, all the Red Army soldiers who function as security threw their hats and jackets in the air, turned to us and became part of the crowd. The world was changing right in front of our eyes. It was indescribable. There you go. Congratulations, a metal video, a metal ballad hitting 1 billion views. I think that's pretty freaking cool, actually. Let's see, well, we, what do we got? We got any questions here down the stretch of the show? Big O, do you play a musical in- instrument? No, I I, tr- I tried to play guitar and then I learned why I struggled so much to play guitar. And now I want to start it again. It's funny, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm not ambidextrous, I'm just weird, okay? Like, I write with my left, but I eat with my right, okay? They're like, I do things that are right and left, and I didn't realize it, you know, the normal thing is to play your guitar right-handed, okay? Because when you see them on stage, the guitar neck is always going that way, right? Because they're right-handed. And so I, I started playing, and I always know, and I noticed late in my years that when I do my air guitar, it's left-handed. And it's because I should be playing a left-handed guitar because I would be more comfortable playing left-handed, just like I am more comfortable batting right-handed. I shoot left-handed, sh- uh, right-left-handed, but I, but I actually bat right-handed, catch right-handed, you know, all that. I do everything like a normal right-hander would do in baseball. I throw the football with my right hand. I don't throw it with my left, you know, but there are certain things that I'm going to do with my left. Like I'm writing. I always write with my left. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, I just, I can't help it. Some things I do right, some things I do left and, I, didn't, I, I figured out why it was such a struggle for me because it was awkward for me. So I've told my wife that if I, you know, if the crypto thing goes well down the line in a couple years, I said, don't be surprised if I, you know, get myself a, a Marshall stack and, uh, and a guitar, a left-handed guitar, you know, and, uh, and start to, you know, l- learn some guitar for the hell of it. But no, I don't play an instrument Guitar would be one that I would love to learn and and have some fun with. But the next time I do, I will get a left-handed guitar to play just for fun. Uh, Let's see. Scorpions are on. It says Dude67. All right. There you go. You don't throw left like to it? Nope. I throw right. I'm a weirdo. I'm a complete weirdo. You know, there's there's really no other way to describe me. You know, it's just one, it's just an, I don't know how many of you have that burden that you do some things right and some things left and you have no idea how it came that way and how it happened and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just one of those things. So, yeah. Big O, who's on your Mount Rushmore of drummers? Oh, God, that's so hard. I've been asked this before neil pert um ginger baker um keith moon, Dave portnoy um Trying to spread it out a little bit. That's why I threw Dave Portnoy in there. He's probably my favorite young, new drummer over the last 25 years. Um, trying to think of somebody. I'm going to go Terry Bazio. Okay. There we go. Go with a couple of uh, eclectic picks. Because most won't pick Portnoy or Basio. Lots will pick Moon and Ginger and Neil Peart. That's Those are like, everybody picks those. You know what I mean? Because those guys are just like the gods. And so I'll throw those other two in there. Um, but I mean, it's I can put Stuart Copeland in there if I felt like it. You know what I mean? There's, I, I've been asked this before, and it's just, um, yeah. Yeah. Five picks for Jake Crowder is a freaking joke. Yeah, no. I, Miami didn't have the five picks, and I, I would rip them to, to you know, for a rental. You don't give up Caleb Martin for a rental. You don't give up, you know, something like, you know, five picks. It's stupid. No. And this team is not a rental away from a championship. They've got to have, like, a, a serious superstar join this team. And I'm talking about a superstar. Karen Carpenter is the greatest singing drummer of all time. Now, I'm not going to put her in the top five of my drummers, but I I will name her the greatest singing drummer of all time. Says a lot, right, when we're talking Don Henley and Phil Collins. But, yeah, so... There you go, because I'm including the voice. So her voice is, her drumming was awesome. You you can go YouTube and watch it, but her voice, obviously, is superior to Collins and to Henley. You may like their voices, because I'm a Henley guy. If If you gave me, like, the three voices, Don Henley's voice is my favorite out of the three. Don't get me wrong, but I can't tell you Don Henley's voice is better than Karen Carpenter's. That's ridiculous. She can go to places that none of those two could ever go with her voice. or The the octaves and the different levels she has, forget about that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. But Carpenter was, she's special, man. She is as special as they get. Uh, Bottom, Pert, Moon, Carrie, yeah. Bottom's a guy that everybody puts there too. Yeah. Uh, let's see Yes sir What you got?
2: No I was going to ask Some you, music How you feel about rappers
1: Well I'm very old school In that sense Well I
2: was going to ask Because Billboard Put I'm out not, a
1: top 50 I'm not putting the Mumblers on there Bill None Board of these, put out none a top of these 50. Shitty ass mumblers You got going on In the 2000s Belong anywhere in there So Chuck D Is he there? That's my favorite voice of all time. Well,
2: they've only got the top 20 here, so...
1: is Chuck D there. He is not in the top 20. And that list is shit. That's it. it. That list is over. Number one, is z Now, now Biggie, Biggie is in there. Biggie's at six. Tupac's in there. Four. Okay. Uh, L Cool J. Fourteen. Okay. Um, Snoop. Number nine. Okay. All right, uh, Nas, number three. Okay. Um, let's see. I know my I, 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 one of the guys I love of this era now. He's not a mumble rap guy. He's not on that list. Lupe Fiasco is not on that list. But I not, love. Him. Not on the twenty. No. No. I don't no. Know no. If but really I, but I love. Player. But I love Lupe Fiasco. Out of, out of the young rappers, he's one of those guys. I don't like the mumble rappers. Those guys they can all they can they can get lost and. Go play in traffic or something. Those people have no talent. Um, But uh, the guys I'm talking about have, like, real talent. Uh, Let's see. what. Oh, Eminem. Shit. Number five. Yeah, Eminem's in my top five Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Beastie Boys, are they there?
2: They're not in the top 20 here.
1: That's bullshit. Okay? So that list means nothing. If you don't have Chuck D and the Beastie Boys in your top 20, okay, of rappers then, you know, sorry. (laughs) Beastie Boys not only were great rappers and great lyricists and fun, but they also, like, made real music. Like, they can play instruments. You know, they were, like, legit, legit musicians. So, yeah. um,
2: Want to hear their top 20? Go ahead. Number one, Jay-Z. Okay. Two, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Three, Nas. Okay. Four, Tupac. Okay. Five, Eminem. Okay, yeah. Six, Biggie. Okay. Seven, Little Wayne.
1: yeah.
2: Eight, Drake.
1: Whiny little voice, Little Wayne.
2: <laughs> Nine, Snoop. Ten, Nicki Minaj.
1: What was it, eight? Drake. Okay. All right. I'm not really much of a Drake guy, but I get it. He does have skills. Go Eleven, ahead. Kanye. Okay, Number local. Twelve,
2: Andre 3000.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, I put both of them together, yeah. but go ahead. No,
2: no, that's why I started looking at the list a little bit real quick to make sure I didn't miss when you said B.C. or anything like that. Uh, 13, Rakeem. 14, L O Cool J. 15, J. Cole.
1: Oh, yeah, my daughter loves yeah. J. Cole. He's good, dude. He's good. He's
2: 16, good. Scarface. Oh,
1: I don't 17, know Seventeen,
2: 17, 50 of... Cent.
1: 50 Cent made mm-hmm. the top 20? Yeah. 18, Ice Cube. I put DMX before 50 Cent. <laughs> 19, Missy Elliott. By the way, I love DMX. DMX, you may not call him the greatest rapper, but I love his style. It's one of my favorite styles of all time. Love DMX. Okay, what And number
2: say? 20 was Big Daddy Kane. Ooh, Big Daddy Kane. KRS-One is not there? In the 20, in the 20. There's a top 50. I only have 20 on this. Right KRS-One is
1: one of the best rappers out there, bro. KRS-One does, does, doesn't does get the love that he deserves. <sighs> That's just wrong. It's just wrong. Wrong. How do you not have Chuck D there? Are you out of your minds? Wow. That's just wrong. That's disrespectful. Damn. Well, you know, Dre... Dre... <laughs> Dre doesn't have a major catalog, dude. Yeah, he's a producer. Dre should not be in the top 20. He doesn't have a catalog, bro. He has one album. He's not not LL Cool J. He's not Biggie. He's not Tupac. He's not NWA. He's not... Beastie boys? No, dude, that's you're you wanna put Dre as one of the ten most important people in the history of rap? Okay. But he's not one of the top rappers. That, that then I, I gotta tell you something. I think any list that has him as one of your top rappers, that's not a very informative list. Because that's not one that that's not one that you're, you're not giving me somebody that's done enough as a rapper in hits. No, dude. He lives off of one album. He's a he's a producer. That's what he is. More than anything else. Nah, he's not one of the top. I, I wouldn't put, you could put him top 50 maybe, top 100 if you want, but he has no business being in the top 5, top 10, or top 20. None whatsoever. No way. Nobody can make a, an argument for me that's legit. Andre rapper not 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 impact person or producer that's a whole different ballgame but yeah no no that's uh that's as weak as that list not having my man Chuck D on it like that's unacceptable yeah yeah Dr. Dre isn't yeah he doesn't that's a weak sauce you don't, you, for me, I, I challenge your knowledge of rapping, of rap. And I'm a 56-year-old guy, and I'm going to challenge your knowledge of rap if you tell me Dre is in your top 20. Uh, Devin Jordan, thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O, did you hear the story about Brett Favre suing Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee for reporting he stole money from poor people? Um, no, but that'll be funny as hell when he did. Maybe he needs the money that badly, but he's going to have to sue a lot of people because there were a lot of people that said he took it. And there's articles and there's proof and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I mean, if you want... Listen, man, if he just wants to go to court and lose, you know, we got a guy that's, uh, you know, orange and he goes to court and loses all the time. So, I mean, you know, there's some people that love losing, you know. Big O, did you ever hear of a band called Heaven. They were a local Hialeah band back in the late 70s. Nope. No, I don't remember heaven. Don't remember heaven. Hammerhead, yes, but not heaven. Dre was 40. Oh, it was number 40? He Mm. wasn't in the top 20? Oh, okay. Chuck D is 34. (laughs) What an insult to Chuck D.
2: Right after Busta Rhymes.
1: (laughs) I mean, Busta Rhymes is a fun rapper. I kind of like him, man. Did you see him on the Grammys? Did you see Busta Rhymes in the Grammys? That was that was scene was awesome. When they were going from one rapper to another, everybody singing their own piece. I can't say I know who, who was the cat that was all in the white and had like the little like the little cornrows that was rolled over. He was dressed really slick, but I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know who the hell that was. But um, um, I knew pretty much all the other rappers that came out. I mean, they said his name, but I didn't really pick up on it quickly, or something. Or maybe they didn't say his name. No, maybe they didn't. But I don't remember that. I, I don't know who that cat was. Uh, I give him credit. He had he had he had he was dressed like slick. It was like a it was like these white jeans that had like uh, some kind of shine on and his shirt and all that. I I his song to me meant nothing. I, I I didn't I didn't care for it. You know what I mean? It wasn't impressive but i don't know who the hell that was i got to say dmx
2: was 21
1: oh okay all right and krs1 where is krs1 24 okay at least he, he was just outside so at least that tells me that they were in the ballpark of yeah, putting like honorable mention type yeah things, right? i i i would have put krs1 in my in that in that 20 i'm sorry you had dmx the problem is also it's popularity it all depends on how deep mm-hmm. you went into the culture, yeah. you know, and how big your music was. And that's why Dre's there, because that one album he hit was freaking legendary. You know, it's a masterpiece. So that's why, but, yeah. Big
2: Pun was in at 26.
1: Yeah. Biz Marquis, yeah, no, I'm not putting Biz Marquee in my top, top 50, my top 100. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's one of the all-time fun songs. Okay, and by the way, I, I shouldn't say it. Biz Marquis actually had a few other songs. That, that's not right on my part. They weren't as big as his number one hit, but there were other songs that people like of him and, and I know of. Uh, but, you know, I'm not putting him in my top 20 or top 50, to be quite honest. Rest in peace, Biz, because I know we... Damn, didn't we just lose Biz? Like I want to say, in the last two years we lost Biz? I want to say, Right. Devin says, my top 10, Nas, Tupac, Biggie, LL Cool J, Jay-Z, Snoop, Ice Cube, KRS-One. Oh, all Big Daddy Kane. Oh, I forgot about that. That's a good one right there. And, and Rakim. That's, that's Devin. That's hard right there, bro. That's hardcore. The only thing I would argue with you is you got to squeeze Eminem in there somewhere. Right? We got to put Eminem in the top 10, bro. You know, that's the only thing that I would say. We got a, uh, I don't know who I'm going to push out of that list. Um, I mean, I, I would have to push out a couple because you don't have my guy in there. But um, I probably would, so I got to knock Ice Cube out for for, uh, for Eminem. Hmm. Uh, what about Game? I always thought he was an underrated rapper. <sighs> yeah, Common, too. It's another guy I like. Um, yeah, those are some of the guys. Those guys, yeah. I, it's just, you know, when we get to top 20, we're talking about the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? And we're talking top 10, like like uh, Devin just put out. That's Man, it's so hard to nail it to the top 10. Because think about it. He doesn't have my man Chuck D in the top 10. And for me, Chuck D is top 10. Just amazing, uh, politically. What his message was behind his rap, uh, his as a lyricist, and then his voice is so freaking awesome. God, his voice is the best, the best. Chuck D's voice, oh man, what you got? You're gonna say something because no, right. I
2: didn't want to interrupt your your rap talk and everything going on because I got a little. bit Where of are we going? From. Let's go. Uh, Dave McMinamin. Oh, we've had him on the show, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have. Yeah, LeBron's boy.
2: Is that who that is?
1: Oh God, yeah. He follows oh, well, LeBron. I, he I, follows LeBron everywhere. Okay, well, then I guess we're gonna know who this is. Okay, go ahead.
2: As one source told me, you remove a vampire from the locker room on Lakers moving on from Russell Westbrook. Oh,
1: that's definitely LeBron. <laughs> Dave McMenamin, <laughs> I think he lives in LeBron's house. <laughs> You know what I guess I'm saying? we know who that he, source is now. Yeah, he covers LeBron everywhere he goes. It's like he's made a good living out of that. Supposedly he and Malika Andrews are going out. Way to go, Dave McMenamin. If that's the truth, if that's the tooth, it's Dave McMenamin. And wow, he outkicked his coverage by miles and miles and miles. Like Miles. Like Miles, seriously, Malika, and him. Like Malika's gorgeous. Wow. Like you would figure Malika would get you know if she wanted to, I'm sure, because uh, she's gorgeous. That's that that's I did not see that pairing together, Dave McMenamin and and Malika Andrews. That's uh, kind of weird. That one was like wow. I don't know, uh, ludicrous was great too, yes. Ludicrous is good, no doubt. then an ice cube write most of the NWA? He has to be in there just for that. I don't know if he wrote most of it, um, but I know he wrote a lot, you know, but I'm not exactly sure because remember, um, uh, Easy wrote some stuff, obviously, Dre, um. So, I I don't know, you know, and plus, by the way, Ice Cube also did his own stuff. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know how you leave Eminem out of any top ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's impossible for me to leave Eminem out of any top ten. Even top five for most, I think. I think Eminem is like, you know, he's just one of those, like, Biggie and Tupac and, and LL Cool J, these are just some of the, the most impactful and greatest rappers of all freaking time, you know? So I have a hard time leaving Eminem. Like, you know, Devin left him out. I, oh, that guy is just as special as it gets, man. You know? So anyway, uh, we are out of here. We uh, thank Matt Vertaram, Alan Poupart as always, Louis de Cubas for joining us, Um, We thank Sean Stanley, also the man that masters this program every single day. We thank you as well, Will. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. It It's my pleasure every day to do this. We thank John Brunetti Jr. We thank, of course, Frank Fiore, Steve Calibro, all the great people out here at Hialeah Park. Remember, we got boxing on the 24th. Go to HialeahPark.com if you want to get more tickets. Come on out here and enjoy the loosest slots in the state. I am not kidding. Loosest slots in the state. That is that is documented. All right. No casino in the state has looser slots than we do here at Hialeah Park. Uh, The other thing I want you to do is I want you to keep the people in Turkey in your thoughts and your prayers. Uh, The number has risen over 15,000. Uh, when it comes to the deaths after the earthquake and what those folks are going through is just something that we would never want to experience. So if you can help, help those folks out there. If you can make a donation. But if you can, at least keep your thoughts and prayers uh, with, the, with the people in Turkey because nobody deserves that. Uh, we will see you tomorrow morning. We're coming to you live from, high, from uh, Acura Pembroke Pines, correct? So we'll be at Acura Pembroke Pines tomorrow at 15601 Pines Boulevard just off of I-75, and Pines will be there starting off like we normally do, 10 a.m. See you tomorrow, same time, same place, same bat channel. Have a great one.